two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Not much. Back, <laughs> back to our normal setup. Uh, appreciate everyone tuning in live Thursday evenings here on YouTube at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you like what we do here, please make sure you share, like, subscribe. If you like to go above and beyond that, you can also become a member, or you can do super chats, uh, gifted members. All the all the above stuff can uh, can happen inside the chat as you're going. If you're watching after the fact on YouTube on the past broadcast, we do appreciate you for tuning in after the fact. Uh, you can always be a part of the conversation by leaving comments afterwards uh in the comment section down below we do appreciate you very much for showing up on these thursday night live streams uh on today's show sarge we're uh, my dog's barking as soon as i hit live it was quiet the entire time i hit live i swear to god there's a frequency that goes off and he can hear it uh on today's show we're gonna be talking about grand theft auto uh five there's an update that came out we're gonna talk about grand theft auto six we're gonna be talking about nfts and minecraft we're gonna be talking about no man's sky had an expansion come out we're going to talk about Discord and Xbox working together, just like the PlayStation did. We're going to bring up Destiny and Bungie on today's show. We're going to be talking about, if we get to it, if we have time, this is a bigger story. Uh, developing and publishing games has become a nightmare because of toxic gamers and influencers. We might get to that story. We're going to be talking about Hell Let we're, Loose. We're, we're, getting that, we're getting that story. Okay. We're getting to that story. We're, we're, we're going to go to Hell Let Loose update. We're going to talk about some Lego and gaming, uh, you know, uh, collaboration. We're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about Microsoft and the FTC. We're going to talk about Platinum Games. We're going to be talking about Obsidian and Fallout. What do they have in common from Bethesda? Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say Bethesda, but for Microsoft. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Unity. Uh, we're going to talk about Unity. If you haven't seen what the title of today's show is called, it's Unity and No Justice for all uh we'll go into detail why that is we're going to talk about avatar frontiers of pandora we're going to talk about multiverses uh we're going to talk about years of war six and we're going to talk about assassin's creed leaks uh now we might not get to all these stories but these are the topics we're trying to try to get to on today's show so we do appreciate you uh for coming out uh we start off each and every single week sarge uh what have you been playing i've been playing a lot of stuff but what have you been playing? Well, I am not playing Power Wash Simulator. You're missing out. You are missing no, out. I, I got I'm an achievement. Missing. I got an achievement today, Sarge, for cleaning a board without getting on scaffolding. An achievement. I don't know what how many people have done it, but I did it, and I'm very proud of it. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Power Wash Simulator. It's the new meta. The new meta. Is it? So let's see. What have I bounced around in through Game Pass and an actual game? So. I've played uh, Minecraft a lot. I've played Tropico 6. Ooh, Tropico uh, I played, 6. I played more of uh, Tunic. I still can't find the damn hook thing. I'm missing it. I'm missing <laughs> it somewhere. It's there, I swear. It's there. I know. It just, it's, it, it's probably in a stupid spot, but I'm missing. I have to go back to the same boards and go around again. Um, what else was I playing? I think that was it. 
Oh, I almost, I almost loaded a Fallout game because I was watching some Fallout stories that were bouncing off of Starfield. They were comparing Starfield to the Fallout series and what it actually means if Starfield's going to stand on its own or if it's really just Fallout in space. And so they kept talking about it. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I want to play Fallout. Right. Right. Well, that's that's the mentality, though, right? Like when you see Witcher on Netflix, you're like, I want to go play Witcher. Right. When you go see a Marvel movie, you're like, I want to go play a Marvel game. Right. That's the exact same thing. You you start seeing I other never, things and you're like, I want to go play that. I never finished Witcher three. I, I never did either. I, I never pl- finished. I played about I'm, I'm like a little bit, probably over halfway. And I never finished. It. I played eight hours, but I watched someone play it for 115. OK, because when it came out, my son was young and I watched Co-Carnage play the entire playthrough. And then when it was for game of the year and it was on sale, I picked it up for like 20 bucks, $25. I played, tried three different times, okay, to play through it. And I just can't get past the first like five hours, eight hours. I think the most I got into it was eight hours. And I stopped. I mean, once again, time's a factor, man. Time's a factor. That That is a major factor in, in, in today's day for me. I know not for everybody, right? Obviously, if you're like unemployed or in school, Right. You have a lot more time. I'm like, what am I going to do today? Like, as soon as I'm done here, like during my morning streams, my son's like, hey, dad, you want to play you want to play a game? And I'm like, uh, not really. I was like, I was just playing games. And then I was like, I, I got to do stuff around the house. I was like, maybe afterwards. I never say I promise, because if I say I promise, I got to I got to go play. So I'm like, ah, oh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There's just not enough time. And that factor, Sarge, is like. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I own Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Brain, one of our mods and one of my good friends, like gave me it as a gift. I have yet to even log like log in. Another person gave me a gift two years ago for Monster Hunter Ice Iceborne, whatever that was. Never played it because I'm like, I don't have the time to because if I go live on a game, I don't want to just play for three hours and then not touch it for four weeks. Do you, do you know what I mean? Well, right. In in your case, what ends up happening is if if even though you're on the limited time that you are, that if the game comes out, you've got you've got to buy it right then and there, right. and then grind it, and then grind it as much otherwise, as possible. Otherwise, you're not gonna you're not getting through it. Right. And 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 the way I do my content now, I can't do the daily grind and put in sixty hours into a brand new game that comes out. You know what I mean? I just can't. It, do, it just doesn't make sense to me where people like my streams better when I do the talks than I do if I play a game. So now I try to do the daily grind in the morning and then I try to do in the afternoon, like early afternoon, 12, 1 o'clock, I try to play a game. But if I played, I try to, I, I, I joked about this last week. I was like, what about if I do an Assassin's Creed playthrough of all the games from the very beginning? The year. It was 417 hours of just like the main story of all the games. I was like, that. That's over a year for me if I played an hour or two a day. I was like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. So what else have you been playing with? with, with uh, how far I in Tropico? Was, how, how far in Tropico are you? Well, because I'm out of practice once again. I think I played the same island five times in a row and failed each time. And then finally started clicking. Like, to, I remember how to actually play it where you don't go bankrupt right away. Because I don't, I don't put it on easy. I never I put nothing on easy. Right. It's it's either standard or higher. I never put anything on cheese mode. So maybe like 
day two, day three, I figured out how to sustain a island economy for a little okay. while. And then I get about halfway, and then I and then you hit the other end, screwed it up. The other plateau. I, I, I screwed it up. I, I hit the next plateau, and I screwed up and have to restart. So I figure I figure another couple of days, and I'll, I'll get a playthrough where I go all the way to the end. Right. Because right. there's so many other things now. It's not just the standard economy. You know, sell goods, wait for the ship to come. Like you have the 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 mandate guys screaming at you. You've got to do that stuff. Otherwise, if you if if the mandates run out, you lose. Like right, so the options now are you have to listen to the queen and do the mandates, right? Or you get enough revolution guys in, and then you revolt against the queen and you become your own independent country, right? So you got to keep track of those two things. So I'm I'm being nice with the queen, and I'm building up revolutionaries in the country at the same time. Right? I I'm doing both at the same time, and then in the middle of it, when you think you're doing well. Then pirate attacks happen, and this is the only thing that bothered me ab about the game, is when a pirate attack happens, the pirate attack comes on, they pick a building, the boat drives up, the boat turns into the four guys, and they run towards the building that they've targeted. It shows you the building that they've targeted. So I click on the building thinking that's going to be some kind of option, like defend me, right. do something, repair, like there's bupkits. Right, absolute bubkis. They they run up to the building. They just start shooting at it. And I go, okay, so where's the button that says defend town? No defend town. No this. No that. So I I have to build the guard tower. Right. And once I build the guard tower, I have to wait for someone to get hired. Meanwhile, they're still burning down the city, right? But then when I put the guard tower, people will get less liberty, right? Because <laughs> I got guards up, right? right? So what do you want me to do? Like it's colonial times. Somebody man up and go fight the guys with the guns. Like, what do you? There's no way to defend the town unless gotta you build be, the guard tower. Passive, gotta be passive, Sarge. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I figure as soon as I figure, listen, as soon as I figure out how to get a good stream of income, I'm turning it into a dictator state. I'm putting on military bases. Everybody's gonna be in the army. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going full dictator just to see if I can. If I can. <laughs> if I can win it. The way to go, Sarge. The dictatorship usually wins the game for I've, you. I've tried. I've done the whole democracy thing over and over again. Do you know one time I played for like six and a half hours? I was so close to winning, and the last election before the end year, I lost by one vote, and so I had to play the whole game over again after six hours. I'm throwing shit at walls at that point. Right, I lost by right. one vote. No, 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 no. Not when we're trying to finish something. Democracy, yes. Real democracy. Video game democracy, no. All right. Well, I want, I want to finish the game with Tropical. We played last night. We played Division Two. We haven't played it in like a month and a half. Maybe yeah, about a month and a half. We haven't played when they when the update came out back in May. I think it was. We were playing the game and we we liked it. We 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 thought, well, it's still enjoyable. Like, did you enjoy Division Two last night when we played? I know you were a little under under the influence of uh, of, of alcohol, bourbon, three bourbons deep or whatever. Yeah, one hundred and seven proof bourbon. Yeah. The, the chat, Ooh. the chat couldn't hear you. Ooh. The the chat couldn't hear you, but Rebel buttery, Brain and, and myself smooth. could hear you. Buttery smooth. So, what did you think of the last bounties that we had and the story that we we completed yesterday? Well, besides it being copy pasta for every other bounty we've been doing since the manhunt thing started, I like the fact that they spent some time to do a cut, a cut scene. I liked it. I liked the fact that they did a little twist at the end, right. so it didn't end the same way as every other one did. But it, I, it, it was almost like it was a cliffhanger. 
right? It's almost like they were trying to set it up to where like, you don't even know maybe a DLC's coming. And I'm like, no, no DLC coming. You're going to just do another one of these. Yeah, it's just, it's just manhunts. Yeah, yeah, well, they've already said yeah, that manhunts are coming the way, season 10, 11, and 12. Yeah, but the way it was portrayed with that cutscene, they did a nice job. When they did that cutscene, it, it almost sets it up like something real is about to happen. I, like another game's coming. Yeah, I, I liked it. I I mean, it wasn't great, but I, I did like... We, we put it up to challenging. We went through the, the mission. We got our asses handed to us in the very beginning, and then we uh, adjusted accordingly, right? We die, I think, twice pretty quick, and then methodically went through. And, and I, did like, I did like the difficulty. I thought it was good. I thought the action was good. I thought it was good difficulty, but not impossible. I thought the story was pretty good as the little we get. I Look... I'm okay with the story, but my problem, and this is my problem with games in general right now, is that we waited like a month to play and killed two of the manhunts and then got the third one done. So, right, so we did three manhunts basically in the amount of a month and a half that we didn't play. It's better that way. Right. Like, just, I don't want, I, I don't want to get, get on done. for like, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get on. I don't want to do just do one of them and then wait a month. Right. I, I would rather I, just wait. Just wait and then just go through them. I, I brought this up. I brought this up uh, the other day. I was like, it's like slow drip coffee, right? It's like waiting for slow drip coffee. Like I want to oh order a God, coffee, so right? I order a coffee. So I want to, I want to eat so that good. coffee. I want to eat that coffee. I want to drink that coffee right then and there, but I don't get that. I have to wait 24 hours to come back the next day for that slow drip coffee and then grab it so and drink good. it. Right. So good. Coffee's so, yeah, so good. good. Um, but that's what's happening with Division. That's what happens with Fortnite. That's what happens with Destiny. That's what happens with Marvel. Avengers. That happens with yeah, Avengers. Right. With all these games that I'm intrigued by and, and like, I'm just I'm just so tired of it, man. I'm so tired of waiting for the games. Like, we're past the point of me even paying for it and waiting for it, right? Because Avengers is two years old, right? So I already got my $60 worth. They're just free content. You're just waiting for content to come to the game. Destiny, you pay up front and you have to wait a full year to get the whole content. Then they take it away from you at the end anyway, right? Then you have Division where you, you you paid for the game and now you're waiting for this content to come out. And it's just like, okay, here's a drip fed. Here you go. Here's one little manhunt to do and we'll see you in two weeks. And you're like, I feel like, I feel like regular video games are turning into mobile games. Mobile games, when you, play, when you play mobile games, what I mean by that is like you can only play a certain amount of time and then you have your energy runs out and you're like, Come back in five hours and you'll have more energy or you can purchase it for. And I, that's the headspace I'm in now with, with these live service games, right? That's what they are. Right. But the conditioning is all the same. Water says I'm sounding sound like a Gen Zer. Yeah, it, it's just it's the conditioning. All the games are like that slowly and you're conditioned. You're conditioned. And, no, but and, and, listen, we're going we're gonna to check back in a year and half the chat that said they hated it will be okay with it. Yeah. We'll have we'll have live feeds of guys in chat who say that they hate it, and then a year later, like I'm okay with it because slowly you're conditioned, right? You're conditioned for the you're conditioned for the drip fed stuff, and it doesn't matter to you. You know what's funny? Like, okay, a game I'm playing, and it's funny because I made fun of you with unpacking, okay? And I tried unpacking. It was a good game, and it was a good game. Okay, I'm playing Power Wash Simulator, right? And I know it sounds freaking asinine and and, and ridiculous. You can power wash your own house. No, but it, it it's the game itself is just it's it's a relaxing game, and you know what? It's complete. It's done. And here's the best part, Sarge. If you, if you put headphones on your head outside your own music and you can power wash your yeah, own I, house, yeah, I, I do. 
I do. And but this is better because I don't have to like lose a toe or, you know, sweat to death while I'm doing it, right? But what I'm saying is as a game, it's complete. And if I want to play the game for five minutes or if I want to play the game for four hours, I can do it, right? I can complete it all in one day if I want to. I can even start a job, stop that job, go play something else, come back and continue right where I left off in that job. It's like I don't have to. There's no timer. There's no come in, check in for the daily or the weekly, right? There's none of this. It's just play the game. And I'm starting to play more of these type of games where I'm even playing multiverse multiverses, right? I played it a couple months ago in the alpha. Now it's the beta. It's coming back out. Yes, there's dailies and weeklies. You get extra point, but it's just a fighting game and you just get in and like fight and then you move on, right? You can play for as little as five minutes, one match, or you can play for an hour and a half straight. And I'm being, I'm being more actively going towards these games now, which I never thought I would play a multiverses, right? Because I've never been a big Smash guy. I, I played the old Street Fighters and Virtual Fighter and all these other fighting games, but I kind of lost interest. And now all of a sudden, I'm I'm being drawn towards multiverses, which actually is a is a pretty good game. And Power Wash. And what's the other game I'm playing? I'm playing Turtles in Time, right? Which is it's not Turtles in Time. It's Shredder's Revenge, but it's Turtles in Time, right? It's Turtles, it's Turtles in Time, right? And I play the game. And I, I play a, a board or two, and I, and I log out, and I come back, and I play another board or two, and I switch characters. I'm so, like, over this live service games of just come back a week, come back tomorrow, see you in a month, in a week. And, but yet you come back every day to it's do just, the exact same grind, waiting for the content to matter. show up. It doesn't matter. It's the same. The premise is the same. The game's not ready. The game's broke. And they have to release it. The, the games as a service is the universal band-aid on any game that's not done. If a game's not done and they have to release it, you better bet your ass it's called a live service game. Right. Because live service, live service protects them from any wrongdoing in case the game is incorrectly done in any way. It's live service. We're, we're, we're constantly adjusting. We're constantly working on it. We're con Go fuck yourself, right? The, the, the leeway that a company has that they're allowed to release an unfinished product, charge full price for it, and then on top of that, have an in-game store to charge people for things on the game that's not completely done and get away with it. Right. I, I'll say it every week. Consumer protection. <clears throat> Consumer protection. I don't, I don't need another entity in government to look over video games. I don't need the video game companies to self-discipline, right? They're not going to look after themselves. You need law that says you're not allowed to sell a product that's not finished. Right. You're just not allowed to sell it. And if it if you are selling it, then the right of the customer to return it anytime they want because it's not done is a valid statement. Right. That's what needs to be done. That easy. None of this. None of this trickery with language that says, "Oh, well, Sarge, they could just buy it, solve it in an hour, and then return it." Well. You're not buying the game anyway, bro. You right. bought it digitally. You bought it digitally. It's on your hard drive, right? That's the problem. The problem is it's instantaneous. Back in the old days, when you used to purchase something, the instantaneous purchase and then the return policy was you had to mail it back. Nobody mailed shit back. 
right? If you didn't like something, right. you were stuck with it and you sucked it up, right? This is a digital product that goes directly to your hard drive and it can never be returned. I can never get my money back, regardless right. of whatever is happening. Right. I can't get my money back. Now, they can say they're two-hour bullshit. They can say whatever they want. The point is the same. It is not a complete product. This does not work in any other industry on the planet. I cannot sell you part of a product, charge you full price, and then say there are no refunds. That happens fucking nowhere. Well, I don't know, Sarge. Nowhere does that happen. I don't know. We, we went to go play. We went to go play miniature golf when you were here. It was a rainy day, okay? And this miniature golf place charged $25 for an all-day pass, but it was torrential down where we got to, like, what, seven holes, and then it, it, it opened up, right? And I asked the employees. I was like, hey, what do you guys do for rain checks? They're like, well, we don't give rain checks. It's an all-day pass. You can come back later. And it's like, but it's raining all day, right? Like, it's not going to stop now. And they're like, sorry. So slowly but surely, the video game industry is coming into the real life because there's also a story, Sarge, I don't know if you heard this, that what, what company was it? Was it Audi or Mercedes? I think it was Mercedes. They're now charging. Tesla, Tesla and BMW. Well, Tesla and BMW. Well, Mercedes, I think, is charged, or is BMW, are charging for heated BMW. seats. Heated seats. Yes. They're charging for heated seats. You pay a, a monthly yes. fee, and if you don't pay it, you don't get heated seats. Get heated seats in the car that I have. Yeah. Right. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> think, about, think about that for a minute. It's fucking insane. Right? It's, that's beyond insane. You pay for a $60,000 car, and you don't get heated seats it. that are standard in the thing. Oh, no, they're standard. You just have to pay the Right, you just fee. have to pay the actual fee, the yeah. extra fee. Yeah. Right? That's it. It's microtransactions happening in real life. Yeah. First, the airlines did it. Now the car companies are doing it. Video games have already been doing it. Same. Said. Yep. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, Water says in chat, I think you're missing Destiny 30. Uh, that's the problem. Stripper girlfriend is calling you. I'll be Oswater. I saw that trailer, that announcement today to, to get excited for August 23rd. I don't care about Destiny. I don't. I, I truly, this is sort of, not sort of, this is exactly like a breakup with your ex-girlfriend. I went through the stages of, I'm going to go back and play. I'll give her a call. I got drunk a little bit. Maybe I'll go back and play. I'm completely past all of that. I, I don't look it up. I don't look, I, I've even disconnected from people that make content for Destiny because I don't want Destiny anywhere near my feed. Okay? Like, we have two stories about, about Destiny today, and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to talk about them. Right? Like, I don't care about Destiny. I don't. I'm over. I'm over I'm over the stripper girlfriend. I don't care about oh, Destiny it. 3. I don't care about the next up update that they have. I'm completely and utterly done with them. Let's see. Uh, Ian seeks equal content equals games as service. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> uh, YouTube Lurker says, that's the rub. It's a broken, incomplete game, and they have con uh, conceived half the people its features, not a bug. All right, convinced. The people that have our features and not a bug. Right. It's it's always a thing. Destiny's a dirty. That's right. I say the stories are larger than Destiny. I mean, I, I used to play Destiny just for the story. I don't care about the story anymore. I don't. I don't care about anything. 
But what I she mean, the, the the new trailer that they showed did the same thing to me that every other trailer they did. It gets me interested. Like it's they show this cool thing. I got nothing. But I know I already know. But I already know what they do. Yeah. I already I already know the mo. The trailer is amazing. The the cliffhanger is amazing. The intrigue is amazing. The marketing guys do a great job. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. The marketing guys do a great job, and the and the way the game looks is incredible. But then when you actually play the season that they they advertise it or else, it's just another seventy five minerals, different kinds of currencies that you have to go back and get another loop to go through that you have to learn for weapons that I don't care about that that are OP for a week and then get destroyed. Like I don't, I'm done. John, John Williams in chat says, just go watch Bife. That's right. You can just go watch the Bife for the stories, and that's yeah. probably what I'll do. Yeah, I guarantee you, when when the video game network comes out, and you're gonna just all a history about video games. Like, remember when the History Channel first came out? Yeah, right. When when the History Channel first came out, people jokingly called it Hitler TV because right, all it was all about, was World, about yeah. World War Two. It was all about World War Two, right? And it, you know, every time someone put it on, Hitler was always on there. They were talking about Hitler Nazi attacking and what happened in World War Two and the Polish thing and uh, uh, Russia thing and the Russian one, like constantly, black and white History Channel, twenty four seven. Right, that was right? it. That was it. So when the video game equivalent of that comes out, where it's going to be the video game history channel, and like they're going to just talk about video games, like the history of games. That's going to be from the beginning, right? From the beginning until now, and it just goes on a loop. It goes from beginning to now, and it just goes on a loop over and over. And then in between, they put shows about video games. It'll come out eventually, right? <laughs> you're you're going to see on there, Destiny. It's going to be Bife. Life doing the story of all of Destiny. Right. He's gonna be on that channel. They're gonna pay him. Actually, they're gonna just take the videos and stick them yeah. on the channel. They're not gonna pay him. Send him a check. Send him a check. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're gonna send him. A, yeah, they're gonna pay him. They're gonna send him a check. No, they won't. They won't. They won't pay him. They'll. They'll. They'll get someone else because they don't want anything to do. They'll, they'll separate themselves that, from. But it. that voice, no, that voice is perfect for a channel like that. They'll get more documentary. Freeman. They'll get more Freeman has, instead. Fife has the quintessential voice. Oh, I know. Any documentary channel yeah. no, he's, in, he's in existence. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I agree. I, I, when did when did video games first come out? Was it was it seventy eight? Uh, well, they 70, came out before 79? that. They came out in like seventy two. But like the first system you could buy for your house, like seventy eight. Uh, Atari, like I think seventy six. Yeah, no, was, Odyssey was the first. Odyssey. Was oh, wait, first wait, well, was it was it Odyssey or was it? Uh, I figure. I figure that was the Coleco. The, the video. No, Coleco was after. I, I think that somebody is waiting for the anniversary of video games. Like what we got, we're close to 50 or 60. Yeah. Right. We're, and we're, they're going to come and they're going to Yeah. So they're going to come out with a channel celebrating video games for 50 years. And it's going to be a channel that's done like a YouTube channel, but it's going to be like the history channel. Like when they first started, I guarantee it. it. I guarantee it. Someone should get on that. They should do that. Uh, all right. Yes, but not as smooth as Battlefield Hardline Lurker. <laughs> Nothing is as buttery smooth. Buttery smooth as Battlefield's as gameplay. Battlefield That's what the developer said. Bat Hardline. <laughs> All right, let's get to the uh, the top stories. Call Krebsy, that's an old one right there, buddy. Is that the fish head joke you're doing right there? All right, the uh, the first story I want to talk about. Oh, it's the it's the wrong one. We did the top stories, but I had to follow it with this, with the NFT one. I totally forgot. No fucking thanks. Totally forgot we have to follow it up with that because I 
I forgot I, I this is the first. All right, so the first story I want to talk about is the no NFTs in Minecraft, Mojang says. It's officially guidelines are being updated to address the matter in detail, but the short version is no. Okay, Mojang has drawn the line in the sand against NFTs in Minecraft, saying the update posted today at NFT integration with the game is generally not something we will support or allow. The update begins with a quick rundown of the NFTs are included in a note, but there's extreme violation before laying out the current policies of Minecraft servers. The overall goal of this, uh, those policies, Mojang said, is to ensure that Minecraft remains a community where everyone has access to the same content. NFTs, on the other hand, are specifically designed to create models of scarcity and exclusion, which obviously conflicts with the principle, and so they're out. To ensure that Minecraft players have a safe and inclusive experience, blockchain technology are not permitted or integrated aside on the client server applications, nor may Minecraft in-game content such as worlds, skins, personas, items, or any other mods be utilized as blockchain technology to create a scarce digital asset, Mojang wrote. The update also apparently prom uh, promoted, uh, prompted by the fact that numerous Minecraft associates, NFTs, and play-to-earn servers are available... Or are already available, taking advantage of the gap in official policy and dividing the community into haves and have-nots, Mojang said. So also, a uh, matter of concern is that the NFTs may not be reliable and may end up costing players who buy them, which is a remarkably po uh, polite way of putting it. The unofficial Minecraft NFT game Blockverse, which disappeared with more than 1.2 million in January, is just one of the many examples of NFT-related uh, malfeasance and criminal criminals uh, we've seen over the past few years, and particularly relevant to Minecraft because the, its audience tends to skew younger than many other games is thus more suitable to scam. The official Minecraft usage guidelines are being updated to address the matter in detail, <clears throat> but in short, bottom line version is hard no for NFTs. So, Good. yeah, I, I think Score this is... one for the kids. Yeah, I, I think this is Score awesome. Score one for the kids. Uh, I, I've said this in the past. Yes, there's microtransactions. If you go to the marketplace, there's a huge amount of stuff that you can purchase. But the oh, uh, the amount that you get, right? So if you pay for something for like three to seven dollars, some of them are more, okay, around that. It's between like three, I want to say fifteen dollars. Not only do you get like the skins, you get uh, characters, you get like actual boards that people created, like took their time to develop and make inside the game, and you also get um, like stories. Like there's some some of them by Knox Knoxville, uh, Knoxville, Knox. I forget what knock something. I forget what it is. My my son downloads them every once in a while. They go into detail, voice acting, uh, scripts, uh, pages and books inside the thing. There's a whole bunch of stuff you get, right, for the price. And then there's also just the cosmetic type of stuff, right? So it's done well, in my opinion. And I, you guys know where I stand about microtransactions uh, along the way. Uh, but Minecraft, I think, does it correctly because the amount of content that you get from it you don't ex exactly you don't need any of it you don't need to get any of it um you can just play the game as is but if you want a skin pack to the texture pack a, a player whatever it is they're on there and they're almost considerably micro transactions because they're not a lot of money to buy they they give you like 12 skins and you'll you'll pay like five bucks right so if you divide that by all of them it, it's it's cents because they know that's exactly what it would cost, right? And they're still making hand over fist money, right, for, for Minecraft. So good for Mojang to uh, to stick to this. Um, well, I don't, know if it, I don't know if it really he's in charge, though, right? He had sold the company. Does he have say? Well, Mojang itself is still a company, but Microsoft owns them, right? right. So right. It's, it's, a, it's a collaboration. Not, like yeah, that. Notch is Microsoft gone. Microsoft said no. 
Yeah, Microsoft said no, basically. Well, Microsoft said no. Sure, I guess, because Mojang probably pitched it to Microsoft saying, hey, look, this is what we don't want in our games. And Phil Spencer said he's a hands-off or yeah, hands-off type of person where he's like, yeah, you you could you still run the company how you want to run it, but you're under, you know, underneath the umbrella. So I think it's a good move on their part and good for Mojang uh and Minecraft for not diving into that cesspool of NFT. Um Let's see the another another story I want to talk about. Going from that to latest No Man's Sky expansion lets you captain it up like Picard. Uh, it says in this article. So I will uh, I will play this, but we won't we won't play any sound. Um, so basically, yet another update, Sarge. I don't know who comes out with more updates per year: uh, Grand Theft Auto What's Online it? or No Man's Sky. <laughs> Uh, the next the next thing is called No Man's Sky Endurance. Uh, it works on because uh, you're not going to sleep. Fixing up the frigates, right? So your frigates now have a complete another control inside the design. You can make your own farms inside this place. You can uh, customize the ships on the outside. You can make different rooms. You can go to a spacewalks. Like you can walk outside the ship now. Uh, so you can start building. You actually have like characters walking around. You can hire different uh, jobs to be on your frigate. So if you're a person that doesn't really like making a base on the planet, you can now make your frigate into the base that you wanted to. So basically you're making Star Trek, right? You're making the ships like Star Trek. They've done a whole bunch of overhaul stuff for the outside. Uh, nebulas, black holes, um, all, all of this. The asteroids are thicker. They've changed. You can see the... Uh, the uh, the nebulous uh, clouds and whatnot. Um, by the time Starfield comes out, this should have at least two more updates. <laughs> I don't know what they're right. going to do. I don't know what they're doing, but Sean Murray with No Man's Sky is absolutely uh, knocking it out of the park. And how do they do it, Sarge? How does the small company not charge one cent for any of this content? They've come out... I have to find it. They've come out with like 16 updates over the last well, four it's, years. It's, it's, it's not that difficult. They have a small team, number one. They have lower overhead. They're probably working with an engine that they're familiar with that works for the game that they're trying to use it in. You know what I mean? Like there, There's a list of things that, that allow companies to streamline and not be so labor-intensive that it costs you 10 times as much to do anything. Uh, I won't mention any names. <coughs> oh, Destiny. <coughs> like, using an outdated engine and keep trying to put Band-Aids on it and just keep pushing through. Listen, if what I can't figure out is, is why at this point that they don't make a DLC and just charge for it. Like, I don't understand why not just come out with something. Like, th like this is substantial. Like, that should have been like a DLC. Right. Like, well, this uh, is their 15 bucks or 20 bucks. Like this is this is a DLC. This is it makes 20. Sense. They have done 20 updates, non-paid, 20 and and these updates are not small little things. There's a, a substantial amount of changes that they do for each one, right? I get it, man. I don't know. I'm I'm very impressed and this is why I'm a fan of No Man's Sky because uh they've created a game and yes, this is I guess a live service game, but what it's I'm, not though, but it, it is because they keep changing. It's it. not though. But what I'm impressed by is that they keep adding to this thing. But here's my problem with No Man's Sky: 
They've added so much, Sarge, since when I first started playing to now that, you know, when you play Skyrim or you play ESO or you played any kind of game like that. I know all those games. Yeah. So when you play the game and you play it for, let's say, three months straight and you, and you know exactly, you know, what you're doing, where you're going, what you what your plan was. And then all of a sudden you stop for whatever reason. You come back like six months later and then you start playing and you're like, what was wow. I doing? And you're completely lost. That's what happens every single time No Man's Sky because out one of these updates because I, I play it for like a day or two. And then I'm like, oh, man, this is so cool. This is so great. This is amazing what they're doing. And then I'm like, I'm playing different games. I come back and they're like, here's another update. And I'm like, what the hell was I doing? And then I have to start a new save. And then I start that whole process over again, which is a little different than like Minecraft, right? If you start off on a new game in Minecraft, you have to survive. Chop down a tree, craft your weapons, build a house. Like that's the stuff you're doing, right? It's the same stuff, but it's pretty fast. Yeah, but there's but there's plateaus. Yeah, there's, there's plateaus in that game. In this game, it's the same it's the same thing over, and you're like, oh god, I gotta save the ship again. Oh god, yeah, I gotta, there, I gotta there supply. Is, but that's why I don't like trip cred content because in the in the in the headspace that I have, when I'm into a game, I'm into the game, and maybe I'll play it for the next couple of days in the week, and then I'll take a little bit, a couple of days off, then go back in next week sometime. But the drip fed, the whole drip fed thing. Especially if a game is detailed and complicated, like like a No Man's Sky, or or Division, if you're looking for weapons and whatnot, like you're you're in it and then you're not, and then when you go back in, you don't remember all the stuff that you were trying to accomplish. Right, and so that that gap is basically setting you back. Like that, the gap in playtime is basically making you have to lose hours because you don't remember what the hell you were doing. Well, as opposed to, I'm playing the game. It's a good game. I finish the game. I wait for the DLC. Then I play the DLC. Then I finish the DLC. Then that game is over. Like that's, then it's over. This right? is this is the same problem though. Like I said earlier though, the the amount of hours you got to put into the game to get back to where you were, it's it's a little. It's like oh, great update. It's overwhelming. Right. It's super overwhelming. Right. Overwhelming. Right. Go, Ghost Ghost Dragon says I'm so far behind in this game. I'll never catch up. Right. right. And that's that's the problem, right? It's it's amazing. It's awesome. I give him kudos, two thumbs up to Sean Murray and his team for doing what they're doing. But there's something that I feel like that's it's pushing against them where people are like, oh wow, like look at all this content. People are so lost on what to do or what they can't do. There's so much to do now. Like you could literally just go fly a frigate. You could literally just go to different abandoned frigates and fight the aliens off. You could literally just go make a farm somewhere or just travel like Han Solo and, and do like the packaging uh, the things, right? There's so many different things that you can do in this game now. You're just like, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. And it's not about hold, holding your hand. Like my son came in today and was like, how do I find a town again? And I'm like, um, I forget. I was like, I think you have to scan for it or... You have to do a mission where it calls for it. I was like, I forget, right? And there's just so much stuff that adds on to it. Even my son, a seven-year-old, when he starts to play, he's like, oh, that's a cool update. He downloads it, starts to play, and he just he automatically goes to creative mode because he can automatically go to that stuff, right? So he puts it down or does this thing. starts. But that's about it. He comes back, checks in for a day, and then puts it down because he's like, oh, that was cool. Right, but he's excited. He's excited for oh, they have an update. Oh, I want to know what the update is, and then he goes like, "Uh, okay, I'm gonna go back and play Forza." Well, but that's but that's the point, man. See, I think I think the industry is gonna find out that the more these companies do this kind of thing, they're they're not gonna be able to have 
I guess the the foresight to predict revenue for a quarter for a financial quarter because they know that there's so many different companies doing this games as a service thing and bouncing people around that beforehand people were in the game they played your game they bought your DLCs and then the game falls off until the next game comes out now they're all jockeying for the slice of the pie of who's spending more time in their game right right and then it drops off a little bit, but then they, they do an update. And so you're constantly juggling this number of people. And people don't have all this time that they think they have because having to go back to finish out a game that you haven't played for months, sometimes you lose interest in that in yeah. that genre. Like, maybe I like Wild West stuff, but then after six months, I'm like, why am I going back to Wild West? I don't give a shit about the Wild West. Or sci-fi, or fantasy, or you pick whatever it is, right? You're in it to win it. You buy the stuff, you buy the DLCs, you play it, you talk with your friends, and the game is done, we move on to the next game. Not anymore. Right. We're all in the pool, all the time. And and if you're not in this side of the pool, you're on that side of the pool, but you're still in the pool. Right? You're you're everybody's in the same like it's right, it gets crazy. There's gonna have to be some breaking point or diminishing returns that the companies are gonna figure out that even though their games is service and they have these updates, like the number of people that give a shit about you to keep coming back to look at your five minutes worth of content isn't going to be enough. Well, right. Well, this is, this is the problem, right? Gaming back in the day when we, we just had Mario and Mega Man and Zelda and then PlayStation came in with Gran Turismo and the God of War series and then Halo came in. They were competing. There was, there was the MMOs like Star Wars Galaxies, uh, Ultima Online, World of Warcraft, right? People paying a monthly thing. And those people were just strictly just playing that MMO. Everybody else was just playing like, the, like Mario or Zelda. Now there's so many games and so many things to compete against, right? We all have the exact same time we had when we were kids. The exact same time. You still have 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, 365 for the year. That's it. It doesn't get more. It gets less because basically on what you're, you're distributing your time with, okay? But game companies in the past, when you had Mario, Mega Man, you had not just thousands and tens of thousands of people playing. You had hundreds of thousands to millions of people playing your game, right? Not as many people playing the games that back then as there is now, but there were more people playing those games. Now, when someone comes out and says, we had 10 million people log in, that's log in. Right, not playing consistently on a concurrent basis, right? So they're all competing. They're like, right, well, how do we compete? So they're all jockeying for position for time. And then the time that they have, they're like, okay, well, we don't have a hundred thousand people playing our game anymore. We only have ten thousand people playing. We have to make up for the we have to make up for the cost. Right. And that's when they throw microtransactions in it, right? And they're like, 10% or 20% of the population that's playing our game is going to buy a microtransaction that's $10, which will make up in the long run that we missed out on 100,000 people playing our game. We only have 10,000 people to play. So 10,000 people have to spend at least 100 more dollars over this period of time for us to break even. And this is where it's all happened. And everyone's jockeying for position to go, well, we just have to come up with an update so we can get that 10,000 people off that game to come to our game so they can spend a dollar, right? That's, that's what it's right. turned into. That's what they're doing. Right, but that's what the but that's the jockeying. That's the position they're trying to do. Right, and I I, I don't see I don't see how that's going to be conducive. It's not to trying to build communities of games such as like what the next Battlefield might be, or what the next up and coming game that we don't know what the name is will be. Like if I if I create a new game and trying to build a community around it, and so every, everyone's playing it, everyone's talking about it, and then after a while, you you, you can't keep everybody there because everyone's Impossible. being pulled. 
into every other thing. Like Elden Ring, fantastic game, right? It's fantastic for anyone that plays it who likes that genre. But once you play it, it's done and it's gone, right? Right. I played through the whole game. I defeated all the bosses. I found all the weapons. I grinded the shit out of it. Had a great time, and now it's over. Like that game is over, right? right? It's not. It's not. Every six months, go back to Elden Ring. Like you did Elden Ring. We're good, but that's not the mentality. I don't. I don't see how it's sustainable for what they see, because in their mind, it's it's a forever growth policy. That it's supposed to go forever growth, and when they can't get it. They go into this panic mode and they start saying stuff like this article that's coming up. What's that article? Not, not the not the one, the other one. The, the one? one where they say it's our fault that the game sucked. Oh, you're talking about the de- developing and publishing game from a nightmare yes. to do to talk. Okay, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that right now. Let's go. Let's go to that one. Okay. So the next story we're going to talk about is developing and publishing games has become a nightmare due to toxic gamers and influencers. Ubisoft Joe Hobbs vented on Twitter stating that the developing of publishing games has become a nightmare due to toxic gamers and influencers. Joe Hobbs, developer of Ubisoft, vented on Twitter. I just repeated that. Many developers are forced to suffer offense of death threats from players dissatisfying with anything, even for titles they have not played, so much so that they often leave social social networks immediately after the launch of their late, latest effort in order to not suffer harassment from various keyboard lions. They're also their influencers... Uh, who would be blamed for stirring up the community, just pointing out the flaws of the games to make their daily show and grow views. I guess that's us, Sarge. I guess that's us. We we are the daily show so we can grow our views because, because of the flaws that they have in their game. Okay, so he says, as a game dev, releasing a game should be the most exciting part, but social media and general gamer entitlement make it a horrible experience for any of us who are public about what games we're involved in. We received death threats in the past over Division 2. It's unacceptable. Right? So Hobbs, who works on the graphic designer, simply wanted to open up a Pandora's box recounting the situations that become unbearable and all for us to see. As a game dev, releasing a game should be... We already just read that. He says, it's ridiculous part of gamers complain that the game devs don't communicate with them, but you know what happens when we do. Destiny 2's recent issues are one example, and then there's fix the game, telling the artist to fix the matchmaking, and so on. The harassment of the game developers receivers is utterly disgusting, and I see it in the comments and most devs who say pretty much anything. A few months back, a guy posted about his mother being sick, and half the comments were, get back to work, fix the game. So sure, they want us to open up the community, a communicative, but looks what happened when we do. Yeah, go ahead, Sarge. There's just too much. There's too <laughs> much to say. All right, hang on. Hang on. Usa. Usa. Okay. Okay. okay, motherfuckers. Here we go. Uh, All right, let's 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 take this one thing at a time. Sarge is going to prove his let's, point here. <laughs> let's take this one thing at a time. Okay. For anyone to actually believe this article that you think that the game journalists, the games, guys who play the games and the guys who do shows on games are to blame for bad video games is a complete and total fallacy. Okay. First and foremost, okay, they started treating us like cattle. Yeah. First and foremost, right? When you decided to treat us like cattle, and decided to say anything that you had needed to say in order to sell a game, then after so much time, 
we started saying to you, fix your fucking game. Right. Right. At that point, we started saying no. At that point, we said, I don't like your product. It's not a complete product. It's not as good as your last three products. It's dog shit. Okay. And so I'm going to talk about it. Right? right. Once again, this is the issue, chat. This is the issue. The issue is they no longer control the narrative. Okay. We have the ability through the internet, through Twitter, through chit chats of any kind, Rumble, pick, pick the right. social Instagram, media platform, Facebook. We have the ability to talk to whoever else is interested in video games like we are, and we start talking about ideas back and forth. We discuss what's good. We discuss what's bad. We discuss what made a game game of the year. We discuss what made a game game of the day, and it disappeared forever, right? right? The narrative is done, okay? The old narrative <laughs> was we control the magazines, right? PC Magazine, Game Informer, GameStop Mag, whatever uh, – PC mag you got or game or, or video game magazine you had to get the narrative's the narrative, right? They tell you what games are the best. They tell you what games are in the top 10. They tell you the up and coming things that you're supposed to look out for. And we all just said, yeah, yeah, that sounds like it's a good thing. I can't wait for November. That right. sounds amazing, right? Well, the narrative has changed, right? Changed. Number two, right? Once again, we talked about this before. The public, aka Gamer nerd Joe here does not set the bar for video games. I don't walk around demanding, right, anime graphics, and I get to have sex right. with any, any PC I want. I, I don't demand any of that shit. I wait to see what you show me. Then some crazy developer who's trying to get noticed, and believe me, go back in time, chat. Every game company that got noticed is because they took a chance, they did something amazing, they did something great with the engine, and they made their game interesting to stand out from the rest of the crowd, thus raising the bar of the industry, right? Not from me, right? Not from you, and not from anybody who plays video games in the kind of an entire fabric of time, okay? They do it. They raise the bar. So now, we sit around and go, that's amazing, right? I'll give you an example. Those of you who were alive during Atari days, Atari was out, a bunch of crappy games, games kept getting crappier, lots and of crappier, a, lots of and crappier, crappy games, right. right? And then all of a sudden, the gaming market was about to be implode. Right. That was going to be the end of video games. In the mid-80s, video games were about to die, like extinct, like the dinosaur extinct. Yep. And then Crazy Uncle Nintendo decided that they were going to put video games back on the map. And so by taking a took, by taking a plumber. They took they took the game from the arcade, right? The Mario game from the arcade and put it into a home system. Do you understand the head explosion that happens from a bunch of teenagers that had to pay hundreds of dollars and quarters to go to an arcade to play Super Mario Brothers and you got Super Mario Brothers in your living room, right? right. It changed the universe, okay? The universe got changed that time, that day, right? And then they started making games like Legend of Zelda, epic, right? Think of all the games that you had on the 8-bit Nintendo that pushed the envelope. Right, and then someone right? someone played the Legend of Zelda, got got inspired, and then they right? decided to right. make another game like... Makes, that's yeah. correct, right. right? So we move on a little bit down the road, right? Don't get me wrong. 16-bit Nintendo was good. Genesis 16-bit was good. Sure. They, had good they had good games in there, okay? But, but, once the PlayStation came out... Next level. Okay. 
Sony decides, I'm going to throw our hat in the ring. We're going to make a game system like Crazy Uncle Nintendo did. And then look what PlayStation did during yeah. the first five years of PlayStation. Yeah. Original PlayStation, guys, right? What games came out then, right? What games came out then? Who remembers Legacy of Kane? Who remembers Silent Hill, right? Who remembers these games that came out? Uh-oh, uh-oh, bars up again. Right. Bars up again, Someone right? Plays those games and says, I want to make a game right? like that. We're a couple generations later now. Yep. Now we're looking at a system. Oh, Microsoft goes, hey, I'm going to throw our, we're going to throw our hat in the ring. I think this gaming thing's got some teeth. I think I want to get involved. And we're like, oh, Microsoft's going to make a game system. This is going to be garbage, right? What do they know? Like, they're on PC. Big, why would they giant, make games? ugly box. Yeah, yeah. Why, why would they make game systems? We have PCs. We're buying your shit already, Microsoft. And they're like, no, I want their money too. Yep. I want their money too. So we're going to make our own system. So here, wait, wait. Here's the Xbox. Okay, here's here's the Xbox. Put this on the counter somewhere. We're gonna play some video games. Yeah, yeah right. Microsoft. Yeah. Right. Right. So Microsoft comes out with the biggest system known to man. Right. Basically, a giant heatsink brick that made a they made a tornado fan noise. Yeah. Right. Every ten minutes. If anyone remembers the original Xbox. Yeah. Okay. And so, oh, what game came out for Xbox, kids? Woo. Halo. First person shooter. Not gonna uh -oh. make or break it. Not gonna uh -oh. make or break it. Uh oh. Uh, right. So this asshole decides to write an article that it's the public's fault that there's too well, much pressure and also there's streamers. Too much pressure for the for the actual industry to make games properly. Well, let's 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 go to point number three. Right. Point number three is uh, I don't decide on what game you make. Right. We don't decide what game you make. You guys decided you wanted to make a western. You guys decide you want to make a big round ball with a big mouth, eat a bunch of stuff, and call it curvy. Like, you guys decided to put your heads in a room, write down on paper, come up with ideas, hopefully take some psychedelics and have a couple scotches and decide what kind of game you want to make because it's fucking art, okay, to make a video game. It's hence, art. Hence Kojima right? with, the, you right? know, Death Stranding. Exactly. So they make their game, and then they say, let's try this. That's what they say. They say this in a room. Let's try this. And a couple of years doing it, maybe two years, three years, right? From back in the day, not not current, not current uh, right. labor standards, right? And they release a game and they go like this. They go like this. Right. Are we gonna make They're money? In They're in a room. We're gonna see if we're gonna make money or not. We're we don't know. Make we money? don't know exactly. We don't know if they are gonna like it or not. Right? Does it get a following? Does it get a following? We don't know. And that's how it went. So now you have flooded the market with the same shit forever. You are remaking the same shit forever. Nobody's smoking any weed. Nobody's taking any psychedelics. And obviously you have the shittiest scotch ever because your ideas <laughs> are dog shit, right? The guys who are trying, the guys who are here, look, take a step back, chat. Take a step back. The guys who are trying to do things different are the future good games later on down the road. Yeah. The ones that are trying to make widgets and are trying to top their sales every year like an EA, right? Activision. Like, a, like, like an Activision. Like, like They have to top their sales every year. It's not about the sitting in the room and being creative and trying to think of something. It's about we have to hit this number. We've got 3,000 employees. We can't now just sit around and decide we're right. going to think up some stuff. We need concrete money. And when you put yourself into that position, right, you end up exactly where we are now where half the, ba half the guys who created the industry, 
who we were backing forever have now gotten so big for their own head, right, that they can't exist anymore and have to cut back, revamp, fire a bunch of people right. because they've gotten too, they, went, they went completely crazy, right? Meanwhile, the guy who made Tunic, right? The guys who made Artful right. Escape. Cuphead. Right? The guys who made Cuphead. The guys who made Stray. And by the way, let's not let's not turn this into a, a, a masculine thing. I don't mean guys as in men only. I'm talking about you guys, you people. People. Them, the developers, right? These guys who made these games are going to be the future ones that you're going to look out for later because they're not they're not in the room where the stock guys and their and the the uh, investors are like, well, if you don't give me a twenty percent return, I'm pulling out all my money and then I'm going to drop your stock into the toilet, right? Like that's not the game, right? Video games are not meant to be. Let's try to conquer the next guy. It's supposed to be art, and if you just like real art. Some people like it, some people don't, right. and some people will pay a lot of money to play that game. It just depends. Right, and some people pay a lot of money right. to buy that piece of art. So the, the audacity of this article to come out and to say that it is our fault on any— Listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't like my opinion. I apologize. However, my opinion shouldn't mean jack shit to you. And if my opinion does— then what does that say about you as an individual right. who is who is in is an industry about coming up with ideas and trying to sell them to the public? If you if you riddle me that, Batman. Yeah, because if you work on something, obviously it doesn't matter if you're in elementary school or high school or working for professional. You turn in a piece of assignment, and someone gives you a grade on it. Like the teacher, their opinion is your grade is a D or a B or an A. You're not like, well, that teacher's an asshole, right? You're like, well, that that's what they gave me because that's the that's the work I turned in, right? So I'm going to continue on here. He says that Hobbs brings a role of influencers into play. He says streamers and content creators that thrive or reaction content or overreacting to things to views make things a lot worse. They have big audiences as S whip them into frenzy and then direct the developers saying how bad the devs are, etc., etc. And then they wonder why they don't restrict with them. Um those with oh, real you mean, oh, you mean like how many people had a PC gamer magazine subscription? You mean right. like right. those millions of people that you got to talk to directly? Those millions of people? Whatever you said in the magazine is completely okay. But whatever we say out here tends to put a negative and toxic right. look on right. the industry. That's the way it works. He says uh, a lot of also depends on the fact that many players don't know how games are made, as do many influencers and other insiders. Let's face it. Therefore, talk about things they know nothing about just by hearsay. But that's that as uh, it may. The saddest part is many developers quit social media for weeks after the game's launch to avoid the risk of toxic reactions. People will Good. say toxic stuff no matter what you do. After Good. after his message, Hobbs received a lot of solidarity, but also many, many death threats and also messages from players who justify the same with the most bizarre things. Hobbs then drew a very bitter conclusion, returning to the subject in the last few hours. What makes me sadder is that I know that many people would like to talk about what we do and they'd be more informative about video games development, educating more people, but they also will never be able to because their trying is not worth the mental abuse they would suffer. Now, I try, and I'm not saying I've reached out to this particular person. I'm sorry, has there been, has there, before, before the toxic wave of death have happened and basically we have, we have hurt the industry so badly with our toxicity, Wait, has there ever been a forum where they actually discuss how games are made? They sit in a room and discuss how how this engine works or how that engine works. 
And, and if there is, is it yeah. in any mainstream capacity at all, or is it in a closet in a basement I, underground uh, in Nevada? I okay? tried. Is that where that is? I've tried on multiple occasions, uh, publicly, privately. I've reached out to people to talk to them, bring them on, to have a conversation with them, to give more information to people that watch the show, right? Because even if there's people in chat saying certain things, it doesn't really matter because the conversation is between me and him or me and her or me and them, okay? So it doesn't really matter what is said in chat because the people that say stuff in chat are going to say stuff in chat. That's what it is, right? That's that's the, the, the technology where if it was just a podcast, for instance, Joe Rogan, he just sits down with the person and he talks about what they do for a living or what they're doing. He doesn't read chat live and stuff. He just has right. a podcast and talks between right. one person. I've I've asked multiple developers to come on and they've always denied one, probably because I'm too small and they I'm a nobody. Okay. I thought I thought it wasn't about the podcast. Exactly. Or two I thought it was about getting the information or out two, and people believe in what they do. They don't want to come and talk because they feel like that. Well, I I don't want to say anything because if I say anything about the industry, then I'll be blacklisted, and that's that's the way it is. That sounds right? healthy, doesn't it? Right. That so healthy. so we're not allowed we're not allowed to talk bad about them, but they're not allowed to talk about what they do. Meanwhile, in the in the just plain piece of paper that we're looking at, you releasing a game that's not finished, and you want full price, and you want microtransactions, and you want to be and you want a battle pass. That's right. the product. Right. We say your game is broke. Go F yourself. I'm done looking at this. Fuck you and die. Right? So now I'm toxic. You're right. allowed to sell a shitty product. I'm not allowed to react to the shitty product. Right. You see how the pattern forms here. Well, right? th this is what I don't understand, right? I don't understand how there's thousands and thousands of comments. They see one negative comment and they say the internet's toxic. Right? They, they go overboard because let's be honest, right? Me saying that uh, Marvel's Avengers is a crap game because they haven't done any bug fixes in two years is not talking shit. That's literally telling the facts of what's happening with the game right now, right? Obviously, I'm not one to say, go kill yourself or anything like that because that's just stupid. That's that's a, what a child says to someone when, you know, jump off a bridge or, or whatever. I, I want to know where it's gone wrong in, in in the history books where when we were kids... We were told that sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you. Okay? Uh, now. But now, now it's you're, now you're a victim. It's now is it now it's words are death and you're words you're evil, violent. toxic, right? Uh, words are violence. Violent. Okay. And sticks and stones, well, they'll still break your bones, but words, words will murder you. Okay. And I don't know where we've gone as far as as a society, and that's a different topic for a different conversation. Listen. But to take a small percentage of people on the internet that everyone on the planet has a Twitter account to say, go kill yourself. And everyone's like, the video game industry is toxic. They want us to kill themselves. This is unheard of. And it's like, I get death everybody, threats once a month. Everybody's got a phone. Yeah. Everybody can say something now. Your elite magazine garbage and your high ivory tower bullshit to control what people think and say are over. I can say whatever I want on the phone. Everyone's going to hear about it in 10 seconds. Okay? That's not the point. The point is you are supposed to create art. Nobody said, listen, nobody said drop dead and die. Okay? Nobody said that. Up until the point where we kept getting products over and over again, guys lying to us constantly. And so finally we said, yeah, listen, the guy, listen to the guy's statement. 
uh, why don't you fix the game? Right. Like, like literally, like, why don't you fix the game? Like, Block. Like, for those of you guys, for like, for like, one of you guys who still plays uh, Destiny, how many PvP maps have come out? How many new PvP maps have come out? I think I heard. Right? Last year. So, like, when, when, when people react because they want to play the game and they say, hey, how about some PvP maps? It's only been four years. What are you guys doing? Like, what are, what's happening? Like, it's a PvP game, right? Half the game's PvP. How about a PvP map? Nope. Right? It's just ignored. It's ignored over and over again. And so, like, you wonder why after four or five years of them being lied to for so long, someone says on a text message on their phone, fuck you, die? Right. Well, That's common occurrence. Here, here's, another, here's another thing, right? I, I like the fact that if you're a developer, right, I have a social media, right? I have a regular Twitter account, and then I have my 30 and still gaming Twitter account. Two different accounts. I don't tweet on my other account, or I don't really tweet, but if I had to tweet something, and I was based out of a company, I wouldn't use my Twitter account, my personal Twitter account to say certain things, right? But here's the thing, right? Everyone's like, well, I should be able to say what I want and be free of what I want. Great. For every con for every every situation, there's a consequence. And if you have a Twitter account that says you're the dev of this company, and then your game comes out and it's broke, and you're public that you work for that company, and you happen to be a game developer that worked on the graphic design, and then someone says, hey, your graphic designs are shit, that's on you, okay? Because you put it out in the public space that you work for this company and what and whatnot, right? If it's a public account and you say you worked for this game, you're very proud of this game, cool, but you're you're showing and bloating up out there that, hey, I worked on this thing. Like when I worked on the film industry, I didn't tweet. I didn't Instagram off the off the set. I didn't take pictures of the people I was working with and post it instantaneously to go on the thing. And then when the movie comes out, someone says, that movie sucks. You know what I do? I worked on movies. If you ask me what movie I worked on, I'll be like, yeah, I worked on this shit movie. Okay, because I know the, sh the movie sucked when it came out, but I got a paycheck. I got a paycheck, paid for my house, paid for my car, paid for everything else I did. So I really don't care if I worked on a film and someone says, well, that was a shitty movie. That's fantastic, right? That shitty movie paid for my house. Right, that shitty movie paid for the. I don't care what the fans say. Now the the companies did this to themselves because when they started making games about ten years ago, they wanted to open it up to the public. Tell us your feedback, right? Tell us what you what you like and dislike. We're listening, right? We're listening to you. We're listening. We we want you to tell us what the feedback, and then people tell you your feedback. But now there's there's like there's like levels of what you can say or not say. Now obviously there's gonna be people that are just more rough around the edges than other people. Some people will be like, oh, your UI is a little weak, and you know there's there's bugs here, and and then other people go, your game's fucking broke, fix it because I paid sixty dollars and I want it to work, right? And those people are angry because you made a game, you sold them a game, and then that game doesn't work, right? Fallout seventy six, right? Like. Cyberpunk 2077, right? Like these games, Battlefield 2042. You spend $120 on the game, and then someone says, hey, how do you like the game? And someone goes, eat shit and die. You gave me a, a broken game. They're like, ah, yes. the internet's toxic. Well, toxic. Well, they're venting of what they've been taught, but what they've been asked, right? If you don't want to hear, then don't ask. Hey, guys, how do you like the Spider-Man game? Right? Here, chat. How you liking the show so far? If you like it, hit the like button down below. If you don't like it, hit the middle finger down below, right? It doesn't really matter. It's in, it's engagement, it's interaction. That's what it is, right? No, no the, the reason why they have to the reason why they have to lambast against us like this because they know it's costing them money. Of course. As soon as it starts hurting them in the pocketbook, then the public becomes toxic.
right? Not the fact that your your products are substandard, not the fact that you you you've risen the bar, lied to the public, and then release a half baked product and then try to charge us full price for it with added features, money wise, on top of it, right. and then want to know over why everyone's pissed. Like it makes zero sense, zero sense that you think that we're not in the right to be mad. Nowhere else is this possible. Right. Nowhere, nowhere else is this possible. Right. Once again, we've discussed it in the past. If we were to make a basic flowchart of how to review a game, right? If Story, we base it, if we base it, if we base it on a stand, a set of standards. Sound. Remember back in the day when you went to class, they give you like a set of standards and you had to follow them. Yeah. Like this is what we're doing in class. This is what we're doing. This, this is how you read. This is how you do a math right. problem. Remember how you do a math problem? Yeah. Right. right. There are steps. There are Feed steps to left it, to right, right, right? up There's to steps. down. Right. So if we gave, like, let's let's solve the problem right now. Why don't we all work together? We'll come up with a flowchart on how to review a game. We'll mail it to all the critics since they don't know how to fucking review a game to save their life. Okay, they, guys who review games and don't play them. Guys who review games and don't finish them. Guys who review games and don't know how to play a video game, but yet they're still typing on their computer because they need their paycheck. I'm going to talk about a game I don't even know how to play. Like, that makes sense. You're going to review a game that told a bunch of nerds who've been playing games for fucking 40 years and you have no idea how to play the game. What are we talking about here, guys? Standards, right? If we go by standards, here's the UI you made today. Here's the UI you made for the last three games. These were good. This one's not. Oh, you're toxic. This UI sucks. These are really good. Right. Uh, your buttery smooth movement in Battlefield Hardline was amazing. Right? The buttery smooth movement in Battlefield Hardline was amazing. The movement in Battlefield 76 was gar garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot yeah. garbage. Right? Oh, I'm toxic. Oh, no, no. I'm I'm using an actual scale. I'm comparing what this one did. So toxic, to Sarge. Your, to what you're... No, we're not allowed. We're not allowed. I, I want to reverse. I want to reverse this. I want to reverse this because the developer is not an influencer or a streamer. He can't criticize us in any way, shape, or form because he's not a streamer himself. So he doesn't understand what it takes to stream. And him saying that influencers are toxic, I'm offended. I'm offended that he called me toxic because it hurts my feelings. No, no. I'm going to. I'm going to play a game. And I'm going to tell you why I like it and why I don't like it. Certain people speak bluntly more than others, right? Someone that say I don't like it might say it's shit. Some people that say this is a terrible game might say fucking go kill yourself. But it all is the same, right? There are people giving their feedback for the game. And yes, people, death threats. It, it's almost to the fact now that anytime someone says a death threat, it's like get in line, right? There's, it's, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to do it. It's like COVID. Everyone had it, right? Everyone's been a part of it. Death threats are a normal thing now. It's the common cold. People have used it and abused it for so long now. A death threat doesn't even mean a death threat anymore. It just says someone said, go fuck yourself. Uh, and now it's a death threat. And that's what it is. That's what happens. That do you realize? I, I know that when, you, when we talk about news, we talk about news for about a week. And then people forget about what actually happened that was serious, and we move on to the next thing. That's right. like the human nature. We don't remember. But if you were to now look to see how many developers over how many companies have left the current company that they are in to start anew because of what is happening in the right. industry, you would flip your shit. Okay? 
you would flip your shit. It's because they're there amazing some, to work for. There are, there are some companies currently right now that have lost 70% of their staff that they had to replace because the staff was done doing what they wanted to do. The cookie cutter process, right. the copy pasta process, the have to do this, have to do that. 70%. There are two or three companies out there that have lost up to that much. Now, not all at once, like they walked out on last Tuesday. I'm talking about over the last couple of years, right? Heads of studios, high up developers, guys who just started out, guys who've been there for a long time, like left, left. And now they are they are starting over from scratch with guys who are fresh off the uh, out of out of school who want to be into gaming, of course, want to learn to code, right? And they're starting from the scratch. Do you think maybe that's why some of the games are just fucking dog shit? Do you think maybe that if you lose, the wheel. if you lose the the leadership and if you lose your vetted people in any industry, if you lose them and you're starting over again, does your product suffer? The yes. answer is yes. Yes. All right. It's got nothing to do with yours truly or anybody else in this chat room who decides to throw an f bomb in someone's direction because they sold you a shitty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the current state of things right now. I don't understand what everyone keeps talking about. They're, the toxicity that they that they think exists has never existed. Right. People's opinions suck. People's opinions. People are throwing out shit all the time. They. Get rent, scream and rave like I am right now. Like, right. But make, but make a point. Make a point. Put a flag in the ground. Right. Own something. Believe in what you do. Believe in what you, what topic you want to talk about. Believe in it, and then have a discussion about it. Don't go off. Make a game because a suit told you to. Right. Then you don't like the game because a suit told you to make it. And then when people give you a bad review on social media, you have to go cry, cry in a closet because you didn't like what people said. I'm very sorry for you, right? But you decided the consequence all the way through that. You got hired for that company. You know what that company does, right? If I'm fresh off the boat and I go into Activision, I know exactly what Activision is making. And I say to myself, I'm, I'm happy to work for Activision. Right. And after three years of making the same game, I'm like, I don't know if I like this anymore, but I'm going to keep doing it because I need a paycheck and right. I've got a kid now and I've got a mortgage now. We all know the decisions that people make. Sure. We all know what happens to people who come out of college and need a job. We know how this works. All of us have been there, right? <laughs> so if you we're decide that there. you're going to work for a company and then the company decides to do bad shit and now social media tells you you're an asshole, I'm very sorry that you're offended. Right. But those are the choices that we made. Man, that's not even the big story today. Let's let's. I'm gonna we're gonna end that one. And we're gonna cut to a couple of quick stories here. Well, try to make them quick. Okay. Next story. Next story. Make sure you guys hit that like button down below if you like the the conversations and stuff we're having. Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto has the Southern San Andreas economy is in crisis. Gas prices have spiked to their highest levels in a decade. Supply chains are in turmoil, and ferocious heat wave is griping the state. Introducing. Grand Theft Auto Online, the criminal enterprise is coming July 26. This is next week. It comes out. It's just yet another update on the Grand Theft Auto Online. I'm actually thinking about jumping back in just to see what it is. I don't think I'm going to play it very long. But again, just like uh, No Man's Sky, this is another company. Rockstar just keeps taking content, keeps putting it into the online. and just keeps free content. Here you go. And there's shark cards and stuff that you can purchase for things, but you don't have to purchase the stuff to play the actual content. So there's another story element in here. 
Uh, so Grand Theft Auto has a new expansion pack coming out, uh, and that's coming out on July 26. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty interesting. I mean, they've done a whole bunch of stuff. This is looks like your uh, your gas smugglers and stuff. Now you had gun smuggling. You had club ownership. You had something else. I forget what it is. There's a couple of different now businesses. It's fast and furious. Now it's fast. And yeah, furious. It's, it's turning the into original, fast. The original Fast and right. Furious. Turning into Fast and Furious. The next thing I want to talk about is Grand Theft Auto 6 resume. Uh, leak may reveal code name and new character. Uh-oh, Sarge, you know what that means. When we talk about leaks, gotta take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. All right, so Grand Theft Auto 6 fans find an online resume that may reveal the code name and the new character fans will upcoming franchise entry the past few weeks have not been good for red dead redemption fans but it's been good for grand theft auto 6 fans in order to shift the focus towards grand theft auto 6 huge ex expectations now there have been tons of grand theft auto 6 rumors and leaks over the years most of them like are, are likely false all rumors should be taken with a grain of salt especially because it's likely be months if not years before rockstar confirms anything however same internet sleuths think about the how found themselves related to the game so over the gta forms it reported a by uh, Dextero uh, fans around the re uh, re resume of actress uh, Natanta Modit online. Her resume listed and appears in a video game name as Fireball, playing as the character name uh, Tamara. Fans think it's tied to Grand Theft Auto 6 because the agency for the actress on this job has ties to Rockstar Games. In other words, her resume could suggest that Grand Theft Auto 6 code name is Fireball, and that she is playing a character in there, uh, and unknown whether she's the main character or a side character. But that really sets the theory off. If if this is the resume uh, has since been updated shortly after the find, and the fans made the connection to GTA 6, all references to Fireball and Tamara were removed. Hmm. I wonder if that means that's exactly what it is. Because usually, when someone removes something after you figure it out. That usually means that's what it is. Now, this could have happened for any number of reasons, such as discovery itself or the necessary of the corresponding rumors and speculation. Um, it's a resume. You're only good as your last job, and she probably has another gig, and she wanted to put that on her resume, but now that she posted it, Grand Theft Auto Rockstar was like, hey, you take down your resume or at least remove that from there because, you know, people are starting to suggest that Fireball is wrong, and we don't want the right, you know, to break your nda would you under understandable right so that's what it is so this should be taken with a grain of salt but that's what it is it doesn't give any you know, other information out there of anything else of grand theft auto but it is the actress so we can start people are starting to go through it's like um national treasure they find a little clue and they start you know it opens up to this big tomb and then all of a sudden they find more information that's that's what it is right so uh, just putting that out there for the Grand Theft Auto. So you have I mean, the you have the update, and you have the actress that might be founded out as the main actress for Grand Theft Auto Six, which was rumored that it would be a female character. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like we already know that is a high percentage chance that it's going to be a female lead. Now, the, the the issue is, is that do you really go back to just one lead after you've done a right? A the whole bar game was where, risen. Where you, Right, you raise the bar. Right. You raise the bar to three, three protagonists. Right. right, three protagonists, and so now do you go backwards, or is she just one of one of many one protagonists? Of, one right. of whatever. Right, right. So, what I what I found interesting was because I played the first few DLCs that came out with GTA Five when they when they came out, 
And I thought like criminal businesses was already in the game. So is this just a few new criminal businesses? This is businesses? just another business in the uh, sort of other businesses, right? Because you can okay. run a nightclub, right? You can run a gun smuggling ring. You can a run chop shop, a car chop, chop shop. shop. Yeah. You can run now the gas smuggling or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah the Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Okay. Because otherwise it was confusing to me because they made it sound like it was a full-blown DLC. And after listening to it carefully, it just seemed like a rehash of one that already came out. That's why. Rebsy says false. What's false? What what what's 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 false? We're getting fact checked here. I, I I don't know what he's saying false about. Yeah, you, you, you just get, can't say one word. False kibble kibble false kibble. Uh, we're we're gonna move on to the next story, but Krebsy will probably tell us what he's talking about. The next story I want to talk about is uh real quick. Connect your worlds. Discord voice chat comes to Xbox consoles for Xbox Insider. That's basically it. That's all I want to say. I'm not gonna read into it. So there's this whole. Uh, streamlined thing that you have to do where you can take a picture of your phone and all this other stuff. It, the, the article is in our Discord. You can go check it out. But I just want to let people know that Discord uh, came out earlier this year for uh, PlayStation, and now it's coming out for Xbox. Remember that $15 million, no, $15 billion, I think they offered them, and they said no, uh, asking for seven they gave them 12 or 15 and they said no and then all of a sudden they teamed up with playstation and now they're teaming up with xbox so discord is just trying to get uh on part of all the stuff so there you go the I gas thing want... isn't a new business they're updating the old business and making it uh making the better ah okay got it so it's a, so it's an update of an existing dlc basically is what you're it's, saying it's crazy. an improvement it's raising the bar sarge of the last it's, dlc yeah. that didn't do so well it, and now it, they're redoing it yeah. No, no, because it made sense. Because I remember, like, look, look, criminal businesses came out very early on. Like, that was the whole point. Like, I want to be a criminal. And so criminal businesses was, like, one of the first few DLCs that came out. So when the, this came out, I, I didn't realize if they thought that everyone forgot and they were trying to pawn this off as a new DLC or if it was people are actually know that, hey, you already made this already, and this is just an update. Like, that's that's all I was saying. Like, I didn't I couldn't tell because I know there was an original DLC earlier on. That's all. All right, the next story is uh, Destiny. August 23rd, there's the next installment of what they're going to announce for Destiny. And I could be honest, I, I could give two shits. I could give two shits about Destiny. But for those of you that are Destiny fans, August 23rd, that's the day that they're going to announce a whole bunch of stuff to tell you that they're going to bring stuff in. And then shortly after that, they'll remove stuff. And then they'll, they'll add stuff. And then they'll, they'll nerf stuff. And then they'll bring other stuff in. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff happening in Destiny. So make sure you go check out Destiny on August 23rd uh, when they come out with the next uh, expansion. I'm going to watch the vid doc. Oh, of course. Of it. it always looks amazing. Of course. I'm going to watch love, it. Uh, yeah, but I don't yeah, give two yeah. shits about it. No, no. I'm not saying to watch it and then give a shit about it. What I'm saying is they do really good vid docs. Just really good. Like, if they just made it... it listen, if, if you stopped making Destiny, just start writing comics or make an animated series. They are. I'd be okay with that. Well, they are. They're going to be making... I'd be okay with that. The, the Destiny-verse, they're going to be making TV shows and you comics. You don't got to call it the Destiny-verse. You can that's, just, you can just make an animation. No, that's I what know, they're you calling can, it. Listen, you can call whatever I, you want. I didn't call it that. It's, that's what they're only, calling it, Destiny-verse. It's only going to run two seasons. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> they have a whole universe plan. They have a whole thing. This is the whole thing. The metaverse, the universe, the the the... the, the Multiverse. There's, you got to add verse to everything now, Sarge. This no, I, is no, I know. Generation X gaming verse. This is yeah, 
because you have to keep using the verbiage until people believe everything you say. Yeah, like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I That's got exactly you. it. The next story that we're going to talk about is Bungie suing Destiny Two streamer accused of threatening to burn down the studio. I should have had this following up. The guy was talking about toxicity. I missed it. it was bad, bad choice on my end. So, so did he did he say it on stream? So Destiny Two streamer in question here is Twitch streamer Luca. Uh, Myth Myths World, Leon, or Lee Lee One, or Leon, yeah Leon, who has already developed a notorious reputation in games community as a repeated cheater. Uh oh, according Ooh. to, uh, is that supposed to cheater, be cheater? Cheater. Leon has already been hit with thirteen bans from Bungie in twenty twenty two for repeated violations, including using sock puppet accounts to around bans and posting videos of him actively cheating the game. However, the straw, which appears to have broken Bungie's back, has multiple alleged threats uh, that he's made towards the studio several members of the development team in recent months. Bungie said in a filing that he repeatedly threatened to burn down the studios that made offices building in Washington State in response to the repeated bans. His uh, filing adds, Leon said that he intended to move into the surrounding neighborhoods with the intent of going, going after specific members of the development team who Leon allegedly said were not safe at home. Uh, Leon also was not responded to the lawsuit as the time was of writing this. He deleted his Twitter account, which is where the alleged threats were posted. Well, see, then he's he's guilty. He deleted the evidence, Sarge. If Bungie wins the lawsuit, Leon will have to pay $150,000 for each copyright infringement and $2,500 for each time Leon was found by using a cheat software. Now, Bungie had also is asking the court uh, that Leon permanently uh, enjoined from making uh, further threats against the studio and its development. As mentioned above, the lawsuit against Leon is the latest in a long streak of lawsuits Bungie has filed directly combat toxic players and behavior of plague, uh, plaguing Destiny 2. The nature of the lawsuit makes it one of the bigger filings from the studio in 2022, though none of them are also def uh, definite uh, alleged threatened of the studio is way Leon is accused of. Previously, Bungie arguably highest profile lawsuit filed in March of 2022 is against an alleged uh, responsible of the DMCA strikes against Destiny 2 creator. So the timing also couldn't be worse for Leon as PlayStation's 3.6 billion acquisition of Bungie recently closed, making the studio officially part of PlayStation Studios. It means if if he wants to, Bungie could request a legal resource from PlayStation to help with that and the other lawsuits. So this guy probably get an early retirement and never playing PlayStation games ever again and uh and lawsuits here. Uh, I mean what do you make of this, Sarge? Bungie's out on lawsuit streak, I'll tell you that. I, I don't I don't I don't know all the intricacies about this guy in particular, right? He sounds like uh, like an angry Joe, but like really far off the edge without without remorse. You know what I mean? He's furious. Like, angry, angry Joe is funny. On. Angry Joe is like funny, angry. And I think this guy, I, th I think we all know who paid for the deluxe series of a destiny. I think we all know who paid for it. I think we all know who spent the extra money and got the deluxe edition and he's not happy about it. And this is what happens. This is what happens when you spend that much money and the company just doesn't listen to you, to you personally. Like, they, you call them up and say, hey, can you fix your game? And they go, we'll call you back. And they never call them back. And so over time, he starts with the insult and then turns into expletives and it turns into threats about lighting fire to a business. Like, I don't know the context. Like, I, I, I don't like to be the quick judge immediately when you say somebody did this, it's wrong, he's an asshole, put him in jail type of thing. Like, but if he's doing an act on stream and he says burn the building down and he means it as a as a, as a joke, he's telling jokes about it. Right. Just because just because you say those words doesn't mean the intent is real. 
Like I say a bunch of shit on here doesn't mean I'm going to do it, right? It's it's in right. jest. Like play we're, Fallout we're, 76. He doesn't right? mean it, chat. He doesn't mean he's so, going to play Fallout so 76. What I what I the what I find interesting is the fact that they decide after those reasons that now they're going to sue him. Like is he like here are the couple questions I have right off the back. Like is he a popular streamer? Where they're going to siphon that they're, they're going to siphon that money off of that him. Like he has that no. kind of money. Well, that's what I mean. Like if, if you sue somebody for that much money, then you're you're thinking that he he has it. Does he does he have it? Is he that kind of streamer? Does he have that kind of money? I'm not sure. Is is his shtick the asshole jockey? Like uh uh what's his face? Uh oh, I can't remember his name. Big wig, sunglasses. Oh, Doctor Disrespect. Doc, Doctor Disrespect. Like when he goes off on tangents, does he talk that way? Is he is he is he kind of like that where he is a little bit of a dick? Like I don't know the guy personally. I don't know what is it, what his shtick is for streaming. Now, is it okay to threaten people? No. No. Should there be consequences for you to threat people, threatening people? Yes. There should be consequences for any and yeah, all actions. Consequences that for your take. actions. That's right. There's, there, that's how it should be. This this whole other world we live in where. Nobody has consequences to their actions. And remember, the reason why people say what they do is because of anonymity, right? If I don't, if I don't, I don't know you and you're just words on a screen and people threaten other people, there's no repercussions. There's no consequence because anonymity. But right. if, if you have the balls to say that to my face, then we're going to see what happens. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, that's how it goes. It's interesting because if he, obviously it was on a, Twitter. He didn't say it on stream, but at least from the article, he said it on Twitter. It's just words. So I know. if he doesn't act, right? If he doesn't act on it or said it verbally on stream, I don't know if they have a lawsuit. I mean, obviously they could ban the guy. And this is another thing I don't understand. If he's back up and like playing other people, like he he's been banned thirteen times. I think it said thirteen times. Is that, is that what the article said? Thirteen. I already erased it. Yeah, but, uh, but if you're don't, a guy that, can't they because we know they can can't they just ban the ip they did it to the other guy that was doing dmca claims so why can't they just ban his ip not to come i know he's doing sock puppet accounts and whatnot but i don't know it just it, it, it feels like they can do it for one person but they can't do it for the other it's i mean it's they ban people for a lot less let's i i know that well <laughs> that's my that's my other point like they've they've banned accounts before but like if he's the kind of guy who plays video games and doesn't give a shit, he's in it for the fun, right? He's in right. it for the pure fun of it, doesn't give a shit. And he's a, he's a, he's a, 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 a renowned cheater. Like somebody right. people renowned. cheat, they don't, they don't care. Yeah. Like they, they, they cheat because they're going to cheat and they, they, they video it because it gives them clicks. Like that's, that's their game. Like that's what they want to do. So like, I, I never understood the whole thing with, with cheating. Like, like, Ooh, he's a cheater. We're going to blackball. I'm like, who cares? Right. Is this is this PV patch from is this PVP match Mantis, for money? Mantis no. and, Mantis and Chad says that he was also steal or selling stolen accounts. Pretty criminal. That's fine. If if these are things that are 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 being alleged and they can be proven, Mantis, then one hundred percent again, your your actions have consequences, right? If he's proven guilty that he's been selling stuff and uh stolen accounts Wait, like, and whatnot. Well, like, like selling like selling sure. people's like destiny accounts? Or like, like accounts for any game, or like, like Microsoft accounts. Like, what, which right. accounts are we talking about? Are we talking about like well, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It's all illegal. You can't sell other people's accounts, right? Well, so well, it's, I, that's I, I what it is. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. The, the know button that you hit actual, okay. The button I, that you hit okay without reading. It's in there. <laughs> okay. I, I I'm not sure if it's a law on the books. It might be like 
under well, our no, it's terms, not in Congress, but on, it's uh, on our terms. Yeah. We don't like that type yeah. of thing. It's House it's rules, because, Sarge. It's, it's not House rules. Microsoft decided to make a law, and if you break the law, then you're going to jail. It's like yeah. it's, it's a made no, up law. Like it's, it's an actual it's thing. House, that, yes. It's House rules. House rules say you can't do this, and if you do these things, then they can sue you. Right? That's that's what it is. Right? If he's actually if he's actually uh, if he's actually convicted, right? Now you, I'm assuming you guys know all. This. I don't know anything about him. I'm just reading what the article is and just talking about what the article says. If right, he's if, I mean. if he's proven that he has stolen accounts and they can prove it in court, then yes, he's guilty and he should be sued or whatever because of his whatever, consequences whatever the, of the actions the that he's done. Exactly. Yes. Right. He uh, I, he was also seeing in uh, emblem codes for cash. Essentially, the guy has blown through the uh, the haystack of TOS violations. Well, there you go, there you go. If that again, if that's proven, then so be it, right? But the uh, burning down the studio on his Twitter account—that's the only thing they got him saying it on—and now it's deleted, and obviously nothing's deleted off do, the internet. Do you know how much crazy shit I've seen on Twitter? Like, I can if people type that shit, something similar to that all the time. I see people out all kinds of stuff like that. Decided to zero in on right. like that's a that's a credible threat. Right, that's a credible threat. If you tell someone to go fuck themselves, is that a? It's is is that is that a violent threat? Is that a threat? It's 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 technically it's a threat. Could you like is is it a threat? Do they have to measure your penis size to see if you can go fuck yourself? I mean, I guess if if it were possible, then then it's a threat. Right. Otherwise, if you could do it, it's not a threat. But if you, I mean, if you could, then I guess it would be a threat. Interesting, interesting. Right, I guess. I, I, it's, I don't, it's very, they like to pick on stories like this because it, it does a great deal of damage to what freedom of speech is, uh, terms of services, uh, liable. Like, um, just, there's a whole, there's a whole slew of things you're kind of, because saying it online as opposed to saying it in person or saying it in a public forum like there's all these other kind of subdivisions right. to these rules like we don't i don't know them all i know that there's a certain like there's a certain amount that you can say that doesn't sound threatening you can turn you can say something in jest but at the same time if it becomes i guess re- repeatable and it's what done if, over again and then then it becomes credible I got like an there's, idea. there's all kinds of stuff i have an idea instead of someone saying Go kill yourself, right? In a tweet or live, they can say, "Go kill yourself," and then name a game, right? Because then you're just talking about a video game character and go kill yourself. I right? mean, that's like saying you're a ten and then say anything bad about you I want, right? Like that's the new thing, right? Like right. you're you're a ten, but then I say the uh, the, the the most nastiest shit about right. you is possible. Not to be rude or anything, right? That's that's what it is. Not to be rude or anything, and then right, no offense, rude. no offense, right? right. Yeah. Anytime anyone says no offense, no offense, but oh god, prepare yourself. All right, the next story, the next story I want to talk about is uh, talking about fucking dickheads. Okay, is uh, Unity CEO sparks fury about saying developers who don't consider monetization are fucking idiots. Okay, this is what this man said right here. This is him. Okay, take a look. If you know him, if he's your dad, I'm sorry. He's gonna get a lot of shit. Okay. Uh, video games cost money to make. By monetization, video games are tough. Premium prices, microtransactions, loot boxes, especially loot boxes, all are subject to criticism from various quarters. Yet, it's important that the game developers put thought into how they're going to approach the subject early in the process. Unity CEO John uh, Riccatilio 
said that in an interview with PocketGamers.biz, because its ill-considered payment model can tank what would otherwise be a successful game, Ferrari and some other high-end car manufacturers still use clay and carving knives, uh, he said, and reference to developers and resist monetization efforts. It's a very small portion of the gaming industry that works the way, and some of these people are my favorite people in the world to, uh, to fight with, and they're the most beautiful and pure, brilliant people, and they're also some of the biggest fucking idiots. No offense, right? That's, that's basically what we just talked about. Uh, no offense, but uh, they're the biggest fucking idiots, right? That's what he's, that's what he's saying. Uh, that's a hot take. By, uh, that, that's, that's a hot take by any measure, he says. Words sparked almost immediately backlash, particularly from the indie development community. Okay. Of course it would. Because Unity, Unity is used by the entire indie development community. Right. So here's, here's some of the things that people said. I strongly disagree with him. What, what a scumbag doesn't realize and some people simply enjoy making games for fun or to educate or to share the thoughts, ideas, or experiences. This is what Sarge was talking about earlier of making art. Those creators and games absolutely valid and their process should be not condemned. Another person says, I think it's a little greedy capitalist is pig who only cares about money. I'm so tired of people like him ruining things I love. Right? And then the, one of the other people says, come on, game dev Twitter. Why are we pretending that we're only just now realizing that he is an evil CEO that he is? We've known this for decades. The dude ran EA. Okay. He says, but his broader point with the clarify and the following comments is de decidedly less incendiary. The word... Uh, the world has changed, and developers who want the commentary a successful need to adapt. He says, quote, It used to be the case that developers would throw their game over the wall to the publicist and sales force with the literally of no interaction beforehand. Uh, he says, The model is baked into the philosophy of a lot of the art form and medium, and it's one of them I'm deeply respected of. I know their dedication and care. He also goes on to say, But this industry divides people between those who still hold on philosophies and those who massively embrace how to figure out what makes a successful product. And I don't know successful artists anywhere that doesn't care about what their, what their player thinks. This is where the cycle of feedback comes back and they can choose to ignore it, but to choose to not know it all is not a great call. This is talking about the feedback chain you're just talking about. They're complaining that they're, that they're toxic and stuff. And this guy's saying you have to either embrace or move on. One game immediately leaps into mind and considering that philosophy is Skate, which is pub uh, published by Electronic Arts and the company, he says, headed before joining uh, Unity. EA has made a point to emphasize the desire community feedback during Skate development. And during the showcase earlier today, developer talked specifically about Skate's microtransaction-based monetization model, which acknowledged is a sensitive subject and is basically the reverse of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, blow up with with the loot boxes in 2017, which solid rollout followed increasingly strained explanations, justifications, walk back, ultimately a Guinness World Record that nobody wanted. He also perspective it may not be terrible or relevant of the hobbyists or indie developers who are doing it for the love of the game, but for anyone committed to making a go in into the business, his statement seems on point. Not everything needs to make, need microtransaction. Elder Ring, a full game with zero microtransactions, one of the most successful 2022 releases so far. But it's something that the developers need to put in thought into the option and on the table. As we saw with Diablo Immortal, even popular studios like Blizzard aren't uh, immune to backlash against ham-fisted, overly aggressive monetization. He goes on to say, I've seen great games fail because they turned into a compulsion loop of two minutes, and then you should have been in, uh, in it for an hour. Sometimes you wouldn't even notice the product's difference between the massive success and the tremendous fail, but if it's tuning what they it does... Uh, at that rate, there isn't a developer on the plant that wouldn't want that acknowledgement. He goes on to say, um, 
The CEO comments are only the thing that Unity users heated up. The company also recently announced that they has entered into a merge of Iron Source, the creator of in, uh, Install Core, the application that commonly known for being used for install malware. Uh, on July 16th, the day after his Albert comments, he extended a somewhat qualified apology on Twitter. The majority of those replies to his tweets do not seem especially impressed to move by his statement. Well, his statement goes on with an, a, a hollow apology, right? He says, clickbait out of the full context. Deeply sorry if what I said offended any game developers. Absolutely love the people that make games creative, hard work. All right. Hashtag unity. Um, so what do you think of this, Sarge? What do you think of his comments about what he's talking about? And what do you think about uh, the purchase uh, they just created with the malware uh, company? Okay, so there's there's so much to unpack. For those of you that don't know the story, please go and look up the story and read through the articles about this. It's a very important news story because... Well, let's, let's take it one step at a time. First of all, the guy was a CEO of EA. We already know that he's a capitalist. I'm not saying a capitalist is bad. What I'm saying is he decided to make gaming his 1848 gold rush or the oil rush in Texas back in the day. Like he right. thinks gaming is his ticket to being a billionaire. And back in the day, gaming was just gaming. But now gaming makes tens of millions of dollars. Of billions. And, be yep. and because of that number increase, the suits have migrated from whatever other businesses that they were doing and have migrated over to our industry, which used to be fun and exciting. And now it's just a big slugfest about people trying to steal money from you. The man is doing what he does, right? Just like the story of the scorpion and the frog, right? Anyone heard the scorpion and the frog? Oh, right? please tell us, Sarge. Right? Real, real quick. Frog sitting on the edge of a lake. Scorpion comes up to him and goes, hey, can you give me a lift across the lake? And he goes, I'm not going to give you a lift across the lake. You're going to sting me and I'm, I'm going to die. And he goes, he goes, no, I won't. If I sting you and then I go across the lake, I'll die with you. I'm going to drown. And he goes, okay. So he's halfway across the lake. The scorpion stings him. And he goes, why did you sting me? I'm going to die. And he goes, I am what I am. Right. You can't change. You can't change who you are. Right. And that man is a capitalist through and through. Doesn't give a shit about art. He cares about the bottom line. And he's going to do whatever it takes to get the bottom line. Now, that's step one. The actual issue is the fact that he had purchased Unity, okay, is used by the entire indie community. Yeah. That's where all the indie guys use that engine to create what they're going to create. Like, this is the start, the starting area for Think Power Wash simulators okay. on Unity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the point is, is that because of the purchase, it now goes into the realm of now they get to say, what that engine does or what they can use it for and having to implement microtransactions into everything that they make, not to mention, right. Cause they get a percentage of everything. That, right. It's, it's, it's right. not, not to it's mention like unreal that Epic has. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Not to mention that the other companies involved malware and the other, other sub companies in there, there are things that you don't want to be related. Like there are certain instances of programs that that company has that your Windows machine won't even allow on your system because it considers it malware. Like you don't want those two things together. You don't want the gateway of people making games in the same room with malware and unlimited microtransactions. Right. Like you don't want those in the same room. And so this might have a very profound effect down the road. So very important to watch what's happening now with Unity, right? Especially since 
Satan is now in charge of it, right? And so, well, on top of that, you got to keep tabs now. On top of that, remember, Unity also said that they wouldn't let anyone go. And then I've heard this before. Two weeks later, two weeks later, fired a bunch of people. They fired like 700 people. Right. So it's all nonsense. Right. The, the guy, listen, the guy comes out and says to you, don't worry, no one's getting fired. Two weeks later, 700 people get fired. Like, yeah, how do you? Yeah. But no one. Those people were no one. That's that's sort of, that's well, what the case they're, they're no one. They're no one to them. Right. Nobody's but getting were, fired. All these people are nobodies. All those people are getting fired. Right. It's, it, listen, man, when it's very hard to explain it this way. Once you start running a game company like a normal business, the normal business rules now apply. It's not about who your friends are. It's not about uh, the team you've built or the the uh, the efficiency you guys created because you guys know you know each other. You know how everybody works, and so everyone jives real well. It's not about that anymore. It's about that we need to cut sixty million off right. the books, and we got to get rid of you. Yep. Like that's that's how it is. It's cut and dry. And so when you start running a business like that, you end up with people like we've seen over the last two to three years, walking away from their company and starting their own because they no longer want to be part of that system anymore. Right. This is where we are. A lot of them leave where a lot of them leave, start a new company and the company they left buys that company. (laughs) Right. That's that happens a lot as well. Every listen, every company that we know today that we hate or love started small. They all did the same thing. They were all indie at one point. They came out with a hit game, gained popularity, got a community, and they blew up. Okay. It's the same story all around, right? Everybody started the same. But now, when you have this person in charge of this engine with what he knows and what he does with the other companies involved, it puts a kink in the creative hose that is this industry. Okay. There are guys, even Bueller News, the guys that do Bueller News, they're, they've created they're, a video game. He's a game developer, right? yeah. He's a game developer. Him and his buddies created a game. It's supposed to come out, I don't know if it's at the end of the year. I think it's coming out in November, I think is what he said. Yeah, it's a story-based, but, like, yeah. But they used Unity. They used the Unity engine to make that game. Like, it's it's very, very important that this be watched now because it it's definitely going to have an effect on any developers in the future. Yeah. So we'll, we'll follow that story as it progresses. Uh, we'll always bring it up uh, as GXG always does. Uh, the next story I want to talk about real quick. Uh, this is a quick story. This is Jeff Keighley tweets out uh, that Ubisoft has delayed Avatar Frontiers of Pandora until 2023-2024. Now, I said if this game comes out, I'll be, I'll be surprised this year because it was supposed to come out this year. But all of a sudden, think about this, right? Up until this point, it was supposed to come out holiday year, because I think this year or next year is when the the Avatar movie comes out, right? And I'm like, there's been no signs of this. They haven't brought up any kind of gameplay. They haven't talked about basically what it is. It's an adventure game. But all of a sudden, just six months, five months, four months that the game was supposed to come out, all of a sudden, they're like, "Uh, yeah, by the way, we're not coming out this year. We're going to come out sometime next year. So now they've moved it. This spot next year, 2023, 2024, late next year, early 2024. Um, I'm not mad about it. It's just kind of weird. Like, you would think like two months ago, they're like, hey, are we on deadline? 
And they're like, ah, I don't know if we're on deadline. Oh, no, we're good to come out December this year. Okay. And then all of a sudden, two months later, they're like, ah, we're gonna, we need an extra 12 months. We need an extra 12 months, maybe longer to finish this game. That is like a red flag for me, right? That's a red flag for me. We talked about day, the day before, uh, a couple weeks ago, right? All of a sudden that, changing it, it, their it, engine. It sound, it's sounding sketch. Right? Yeah, it all of sketch. a sudden they changed yep. their engine a month before it was supposed to launch, and now it doesn't come out until next year. It's like, uh, I was really interested in your game, and now I'm going to stay away like it's the bubonic plague. Okay? Like, I'm not going to touch your game. This is one of those other games. The last Avatar game to come out was like 2012, I think, 2011. But real quick, just just a note on that on that topic. I think that the company that said that a month before release said that we're going to change engines. I think it's just the safe way of them saying that it wasn't ready. Because how are we supposed to know a year from now what the difference of the game would look like in one engine or the other? Right. I think I think that gave them the hard pass because they didn't want to say it wasn't ready. So they use that as the excuse where they can backtrack and then fix the game how they want to fix it because it needed to be fixed. Like, I'm okay. I'm once again, I'm, uh, let's not start holding on to the conversation. I'm okay with people not releasing until the game's ready. Sure. But, sure. A month, uh, but a month before you're about to release saying you're going to change the engines? A the, day, the day before, a month before, and then Avatar now, they never said an actual date, but it was supposed right. to come out this year. And now it's not coming out until late next year, early 2024, which is just. Very strange. This is Ubisoft, and now I'm going to go on the. Well, I'm going to go on the ledge here. They got to change. The, you got to. They got to change all the Microsoft microtransactions and live action stuff. That, that's it. It's so, games of service. That's what it is. It's exactly right. Ubisoft is going down the games of service route, right? And this game wasn't a games of service. This was a full fledged game, and I think they're like, well, they like no, we got to change it. We 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 got to change it and put and put something microtransaction wise inside nope. the game, right? Nope. It's a live service game. And we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. Maybe we'll come back to this point and 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 point it out that we talked about it. Okay. So Avatar not coming out until later down the road. Uh, another thing, we have two TV shows coming out. Sarge, we have Obsidian. Obsidian is making the Grounded game being made for a television series. So it's like a Honey I Shrunk the Kids type of thing, right? And this is a Microsoft company now. Obsidian's owned by Microsoft. And then all of a sudden, we also have not all of a sudden, we also have the Fallout TV show. Uh, set photos looks uh, like it's straight out of Fallout 3. Like This is a set photo. Uh, that's not the set photo. That's the actual game. Uh, this is the set photo. Uh, so this is a set photo from Fallout, the TV series. So it does look like a, a beat up. I mean, that looks like a shopping mall right down the street from me. I mean, they didn't really have to do much. I mean, just have to put some shitty cars in front of it. And boom, you have a Fallout set, right? So they have Fallout... I'm I'm kind of excited for the Fallout show because I don't think you can really fuck up a time period, right? You know what I mean? Like it's not based on the video games or anything. It's just a Fallout's happened, and this is the series. So I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I feel like it's going to be like a Walking Dead series, you know, with the ghouls and all the other uh, characters that you would you would get during it. Did did you did you ever see the fan made film Fallout, like the fan made series that they had, guy had made? No, no. If you if you if you never saw it, go ahead and look it up on YouTube after the show. It's like it's a, it's a fan made Fallout. It's like a little series of episodes that the guy does. He does it out. He's it's real world. He's out walking around in the desert somewhere. Okay. Him and his friends in costumes and shit. Actually, I, I mean for fan stuff, it, it wasn't bad. It yeah, wasn't bad. I'll check it out. Check it out. But it, it's been. I mean, fan stuff's better than the real stuff sometimes, though. 
Uh, the next story I want to talk right. about is Lego and Atari. The Atari 2600 is coming out. They had the Nintendo system uh, about a year ago, and now they're coming out with the Atari 2600. Uh, this is actually pretty cool. Um, in this picture, it doesn't show it, but it does come with three games. It comes with Asteroids, Adventure, and Centipede. And you can either have them in cartridge form. Right, so are, 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 are you talking about there, an it's a Lego Atari set. or like the Lego it's Atari? A Lego okay. Atari. Right? It comes with three games. Okay? And those games can actually turn into, like you can set them up as themselves. And they come up like, like little dioramas of what the game is. So they have like a centipede. They have the asteroids coming down with the ship fighting them. But wait, and, the cartridge? The cartridge itself turns into the thing? Like the you can, are inside right, the you can either per, You can either... Like display it as a cartridge, or you can display it as the game in like three dimensional form, right? Uh, and then the Atari itself, the the tray slides open, and right below where the cartridge is, you can actually see like uh, the TV commercial. It's a kid playing in his living room, and he's got this. He's got the three posters on the wall, and he's playing Atari while sitting on the floor, uh, which is which is pretty cool. Um, it's a, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting uh I think it looks cool. I think this would be a cool set piece to have. That's and, that's all that's all Lego. It's all it looks Lego. Real. Yeah, it's all Lego. It looks real. Yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. So people that like Legos, uh, I thought I would point that out to people. Uh so we have that. Uh what else we have? Platinum Games allegedly approached Xbox to publish uh to publish its next game. Uh, those of you that don't know what uh, Platinum Games, Platinum Games made Bayonetta series. They also made the, in my opinion, one of the best Star, uh, sorry, Transformers games, which is Transformers Devastation. Absolutely love that game. Um, it, it's straight Ooh, out. Bayonetta, of... Bayonetta's coming out. The date was released. By yeah, the way. Bayonetta's yeah. coming out for the Switch. It's yeah. coming out. It's... The new Bayonetta, yep. and they have a they have yep. a filter on it where you can uh, safety who's filter. Playing the, who, who's playing with? Just this in case you want to play in front of your kids, you don't see you don't see side boobs. Bayonetta yep. Bayonetta is not for children, right? But right? they put a, they put a filter on it. I'm just letting you I know. Got, you can turn I, it on or it. off. You can turn it on yep. or off. Uh, if I'm playing Bayonetta, I'm not playing with a filter. They they also talked about because Platinum Games is the ones that created Scalebound. Now we've talked about Scalebound in the past. That the game I, that never was. I believe that they because. Was it last year? They there was rumors that they got the rights of Scalebound again, right? This game was like ninety percent complete. Something fell off on the on the, on the tail end of they it. They just couldn't they couldn't put a microtransaction right? and they said no, nope, we can't do it. And now Platinum Games is making a deal again with Xbox. So thinking maybe Platinum Games is back coming back out with Scalebound again. Maybe I don't know because they are working on a Dragon game. I don't know about Platinum Games, but Microsoft is working on a Dragon game, potentially. Take it with a grain of salt, uh, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, so Platinum Games is working, or potentially working. Got to take it with a grain of salt um, with that. Uh, other than that, let's see what else we got. We got um, Multiverse, Multiverse Founders Pack. Hints that 19 characters may be planned. Um, I've been playing multiverse. I talked about it a little bit earlier. We talked about it in, 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 uh, when it came out in alpha, I talked about it in more depth about that. I like the game. Uh, there's other characters that have been found out. So if you buy the founders pack, the characters get 30 tokens, Sarge, 30 tokens in the game. That way you can unlock. There's 16 characters in the, in the game right now, four unlocked right away. And then you have to play the game and you can unlock all the characters by just playing the game. But the founders, people that paid 20 or $30, I forget what it is they can take the tokens they have and unlock the characters much faster, right? So what they found out was 
with all the tokens that they have and all the characters that they unlock, there's 19 tokens left over. Okay, 19 tokens left over. So people are like, well, if I use these tokens to unlock characters, there's got to be 19 characters that are coming out. So there's been data mine of other characters, and I've talked about this in the past, but I'm going to regurgitate it a little bit here to let you know. So there's been talks of Johnny Bravo, Fred Flintstone uh, inside this. There's also uh, Rick and Morty coming to the actual game. There's also, um, we have uh, Marvin the Martian. We have LeBron James. We have uh, Gizmo and Stripe, which is from the Gremlins. We have Poison Ivy. We have Static. We have Black Adam. We have Legolas. We have Daenerys. We have the Hound, uh, um, the Hound from um, uh, Game of Thrones. We have. It sounds like it sounds like they're trying to copy Beetlejuice. Uh, uh, Fortnite, Fortnite is what it sounds like. No, they're they're copying what what um what uh, Smash no, did. But they, but, yeah, but no, but it, for fighting game, yes, purposes. But I'm talking about introducing characters into a game. That people can be any kind of character. That's well, important. no, but that's what, what Smash did. They took uh, characters from all these different Nintendo brands and brought them in. So Godzilla, Eleven, uh, Ninja Brute, Joker, and Gandalf and Scooby-Doo are all supposedly coming to the game. So we'll see what happens uh, with this. I, I, I think this is, this is the moneymaker right here, right? So right now you can, un you can unlock all the characters by just playing the game. But then they have a microtransaction, obviously, because it's a free-to-play game. You can get this Glim or Glam, whatever it's called, uh, which is the in-game currency that you can purchase to purchase the, the cosmetic skins and the battle pass and, and, and whatnot. So lots of characters coming in. I said this game lives or dies by the amount of characters they bring in. And the more characters they bring in, the more life this will have. And I don't think they should just bring in one character, let's say, every couple months. I believe they should bring in a whole slew, like four or five throw them into the game at the exact same time uh, and let people, because I think in that mentality, you're, you're going to make more money uh, in the long run because people are, don't want to wait, right? So if you give us five, six characters at the same time and I got to put 10 hours in to unlock those characters, I'm going to go, eh, you know what, I'm going to throw you 10 bucks. I'm having a lot of fun with this game. I'll throw you $10 to unlock them to get the tokens or whatnot, right? So I see that happening uh, in the near future. Hopefully they, they, they do it that way if they want to make, uh, make money. They don't want to make money. They can do whatever they want. Uh, job listing, Gears of War 6 is in development. I mean, obviously, this series, I'm going to say it, Sarge, is not going to make or break the franchise. I mean, it's a Microsoft uh, thing. If, if they don't give a shit about Halo, I don't see why they would give a shit about Gears of War. Uh, but Gears of War 6, there was a job posting, uh, and there's a they're hiring for Gears, potentially, what could be Gears 6 uh, coming oh, out. So, that, so that'll come out like at the end of the systems generation. I would say probably another year or two, two years, I would say. It's probably already in development, and they're just hiring certain people for certain jobs, right? They, they already have an internal crew of, of game developers. It's not like they, they, they got rid of everyone that made Gears 5, and they're like, hey, all right, come back, we're making Gears 6. Like They're all in the studio making shit already. So it's not like they're 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 going to go away from it. Uh, another thing, uh, we haven't played this in a while, but Hell Let Loose has had uh, major updates in um, in PC and also uh, on Xbox. Now Xbox and they want to catch up the consoles with with uh, I say Xbox, but I mean consoles uh, with the PC version. They still haven't done it, but. What they have done is their Team 17 Hardcore 100-player tactical shooter Hell Let Loose has just received a massive content update on PC, which is sure to make things even more immersive and atmospheric. 
Okay, the update titled Fallen Dark is the most significant package of the new content game since the 11th update, Outflank, which was released last December. As well as the new map, Weapon Vehicle Fall Dark introduces nighttime variants uh, to five existing maps because of daytime is overrated, uh, obviously, and the devs didn't actually say that, but nighttime battles are sure to be cool. Uh, it also okay, says... I mean, if you think you're pissed off playing that game during the daytime, watch how pissed off you are at night. Yeah, so they're, they're in, in addition to the immersive atmosphere, low light, and nighttime be, battles... better be full moon. Cross 5 of the game's collection of maps, Dark Falls sees warfare, and German offensive game modes come to the iconic Omaha Beach map, which also includes the spawning points with the landing craft's greater authenticity. Uh, the press release reads, the new Preci precision strike commanded... A commander ability allows each side to call upon an aerial support of iconic fighter planes, including a Ju, uh, a Ju-87 st uh, Stuka and a P-47 Thunderbolt against the enriched enemies, such as the tightening knit infantry positions, exposing garrisons and stationary vehicles. While the new ammo drop ability delivers emergency stock and medical supplies, ammunition, and explosives for soldiers. That's cool. So what's more, if you don't already own the game, it's been confirmed that a free weekend will be running later this week from July 21st, uh, July to July 24th, July uh, on the Xbox Series uh, on PC, Xbox Series S and S and PlayStation 5. So it's also a perfect time to try it out either alone or with friends. Even better, if you end up loving it, you can also save 33% off on the PC, 30% off on both Microsoft and PlayStation Store. Just keep in mind that it's now the new update is only available on PC. So no nighttime uh, versions here. Yeah, that's fine. I listen. Let let them test everything out on PC before they start porting it over to console. I'm fine with that. I just want a good shooter. That's all. I I I, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know if the update for the console happened where you have the APC. The update happened like almost a, almost a year now. You have a each team now has an APC instead of spawning a tank, and the APC basically is like a home spawning base. Oh, cool. And so you could drive it around and set up like a, 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 like a temporary base to spawn from, and then you can move the truck to go someplace else. I so people, people need to go after that vehicle as soon as they hear it or see it because you're basically, it's a mobile spawn. I point. wonder though, can you spawn on it when it's moving or you can only spawn on it when you know, it establishes its, its it has established okay. itself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Otherwise, otherwise it'd just be dropping a trailer. Yeah, like, right. yeah. You just be like breadcrumbs going around the map. Yeah. You just drive around people. Jump. I was like, oh, that's broke. But if you can, if you establish, I, I don't know. I want to jump back into this game. I, I'm in the mood for for a battle game. There's no games that I want to play right now. I'm playing fucking Power Watch Simulator and Fall Guys and Multiverse. And I'm, 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 I'm going out of my mind, Sarge. I need, I need a game that I can uh, attach to and have fun again. Okay? I'm actually, I'm actually playing. I forgot to say that. I, I started playing uh, uh, Rory McElroy's Golf Again, which is a seven-year-old golf game. Me and my buddy uh, Maloney are, are playing on, on playing, Tuesdays playing, or Wednesdays. Playing Tin Cup? Is that what you're playing? Yeah, yeah. Playing so cup? I, I want to ask you, and we're going to ask Martinez, if you guys want to play on Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights and just play a round of golf with the guys. I only play I only play if we could play the course that Tin Cup was on. You have to shoot it across that water what? for the 12 for the twelve. I don't strokes. think that's what, – what course is that? I got to remember the name of the course. I, I, used course know the, I, used to, I used to know the name of it. I don't remember the name of it in real life. Yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a fun, it's a fun time that we, we played. I, I thought it was fun. We played like three rounds. We played on the Battlefield course. There was a Battlefield course, like Battlefield 4 map. It was insane. We like had a ricochet off a aircraft carrier that was exploded. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun time, though. So we'll be doing that. All right, so that is episode 318. We do appreciate you 
very much for coming out and hanging out with this on this episode. If you like what you heard here, please make sure you hit that like button down below. There's almost 40 of you here, so we should have as many likes as, as what you have. Or if you didn't like it, make sure you hit that dislike button. But, uh, you know, if, if you stayed for two hours and didn't like it, I don't just like a uh, like punishment, I guess. But uh, we do appreciate you very much coming out on Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern for Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. You can listen to us uh, here after the fact over on YouTube, or you can listen to us on Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on all podcast formats, where they are, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. You can watch Spotify. We also have the video formats on Spotify there as well. We do appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us, as always. And, uh, yeah. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Uh, We'll see you next week for the Daily Grind on Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Until then, have a great weekend. Peace. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early.